Packers are going to lose on Sunday. <laughs> Probably, but I'm still going to win in fantasy because Jordan Love is it. What's going on, everybody? Cali Death Podcast back once again, episode 159. I am your host, Anthony Trapani. I am always joined by a couple or few resident homies. I got all of them tonight. I got Joel Horner, Casey Howard, and Joseph K with me tonight. What up, dudes? Hi. Yeah. Hope, uh, your Thanksgiving was good. I hope everybody who celebrated that holiday had a good one. We didn't even give you guys a warning that we weren't doing any episode, but I mean, that's the third year. If you've been with us from the beginning, we've never done the Thanksgiving Thursday. So yeah, we're back though. Episode 157 to you. Are we on one? uh, Oh, what did I, was that? In case you can't. 157, what did I say? 159? Yeah. You're getting excited. Do you think there's one guy out there? Do you think there's one guy out there? It's like, he's all, dude, I thought it was 153. Fuck you. And just like changes it because of the number. (laughs) He's like, wait, fuck. I'm the wrong one, dude. I'm just surprised at how many we've done of these and I still fuck up the number. I still fuck up Uh, the number. You should just say it wrong every time now for fun. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's like we're episode three. Uh, <laughs> but yeah anyways guys tonight we're uh joined by an old old school homie this guy's got a lot of history with us we got andrew packer with us tonight what's going on dude hey what's up guys thanks for having me on no okay. problem dude um, Happy to be here. for sure dude and uh just to give you guys a little backstory with us and andrew i've known andrew as long as i've known the odious guys if you've heard us mention any of the domes, the third, the Thunder Dome, the Furniture Dome, um, Andrew's a, an alumni of the Thunder Dome. He was actually a resident there, renting a room there alongside these guys. And uh, so I'd be hanging out with these guys as much as I'd be hanging out with Andrew. And we had some crazy fun times. Yeah, I was actually you know, collecting money off Joel and Casey at various times. <laughs> Renting yeah. out like kind of under the table. The landlord found out he <laughs> yeah, his house. Was... <laughs> but I was like, You're about to tear down this whole house anyway. He's like, Okay, that was you. Third. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that was smart, dude. There was a quick rundown. It was what was it? It was me and you were in a house, and there was like someone moved out or something. We're like, Dude, they moved out and they lowered our rent. And then we rented that room out without, without them knowing. And then we rented out the garage without them knowing. And we yeah. were like, you were like, I was paying like I was paying like 200 bucks a month, and you were like making money. <laughs> like, yeah. It was fucking oh, yeah. awesome, and yeah, we like rented out. I forget. I th- Long Beach moved out. We rented his room to Laura. Oh, because that's they said, right. That's right. right. Because they were telling us how they were going to tear down the house and build up apartments. Yep, which there. they did. And so they didn't need us to bring in a new roommate to replace Long Beach for the rent. So they cut our rent down to like two people. And yeah, like, yeah. We're going to rent out that room anyway. 
And then we had like three Antifa people living in the garage <laughs> with all their bikes like smashed all over the fucking back driveway and yard. And the landlord called me up. He's like, I see all the bikes back there. I know you got more people living there than just you and Joel. <laughs> and, uh, uh, I remember yeah. the, the, the landlord came to the house once and, and she was just hammered and we were like having a party there. She's like, or like, it wasn't even a party. It was like every day it was like probably eight people would hang out, you know? Yeah. And like, there was always just like 20 cars in the driveway. And she's like, dude, sick, dude, two people are living here. Like I, and she like walked in, like broke all, you're a lawyer. So, you know, like broke all the rights that we have as like tenants, just like walked mm -hmm. in like with a knock and hammered with like a wine glass. And I know, shout, out, shout out Patty Ratto. <laughs> Being an adult right now, dude, thinking about how we were at that house or any other houses that we've partied at and being, like thinking of being the landlord of kids doing what we were doing, it would be a nightmare for me if I was oh, a landlord, dude. dude. So stressful. It, it makes sense that they'd want to kick out like you know a house that three only three people are supposed to live in and turn it into apartments for one person only like units. Like, yeah, not only no. are they gonna make more money that way, but they don't have to deal with there's not gonna be a big party in one apartment, there's not gonna be people running out like their closet in their tiny little <laughs> studio for fucking <laughs> whoever to live in. Yeah. And Casey, I forget you were you were living on our couch for a while. Yeah. I don't think you were paying rent. No, oh, I had a I had that first year I had an apartment up in San Francisco with Square actually that I live with now and uh and Aaron from medieval times and all that. So we like yeah. I had that apartment, but I was like never there, especially after I joined Decrepit because I was like down in Santa Cruz all the time. Yeah. And then uh, I was like staying on your guys' couch and hanging and stuff. And then we then we got the furniture dome uh 2005 summer after that. So I don't know if you guys at that time had already left. No, you guys were still at the, the yeah, I went straight from the furniture. There were from two the domes at the same time, right? Yeah, there was so David doming. left the Thunderdome for yeah, the furniture there were, dome, and that's when we had Joel, I almost called you Joshi. <laughs> wow i didn't actually know that until now that the I, or forgot about it that both the domes were existing at the same time that yep. those timelines overlapped we, the thunderdome was fucked though because we made the mistake i mean not a mistake we'd done it in the past even before i lived there where it was basically like flyer our immediate neighbors saying hey there's going to be it's like when sleep terror played their first show there like decrepit played one of their first shows there and we're like, there's going to be music and stuff. You guys are more than welcome to come. If you have any issues with it, call us kind of thing. And then we did it for the last time when Mammatus was playing. And right. yeah, and we did that the last time. And then they just forwarded it to the landlord. <laughs> 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 and it was like five o'clock. And remember, it was starting yeah, at the eight. The cops showed up like as soon as the band. They were there like, like the yeah, band one song. They're I think we got one ready. song. Mammatus got one song off. But patty patty i probably shouldn't say her name whatever she called me and she's all you guys better not fucking have a have a concert there and it was like five o'clock and we had like 150 200 people coming in like two hours and we're like well if it gets it's gonna happen I'm telling you. <laughs> like we'll turn it down it'll be done at 10 we'll, we'll get everyone done and, oh, and she's all just cussing me out on the phone ever like or one of us like on speakerphone or something we're just like Oh shit! Like everyone's already coming. This is not going to be good, you know. And then it we wasn't just did good, it anyways. And, then like the... and David ended up in jail. And... <laughs> well, <it's... laughs> not because of that, but yeah, anyways, I don't know. But yeah, those those were good Dude, times. Well, I mean, you guys were there for a while though, because I remember two different 
years of Halloween parties there. I remember going to two different parties at that house dressed as two different. Yeah. There was definitely a Halloween 2005 because I used to have those picture collage things. And I remember 2004 one and then 2004 was the one decrepit played. That was like our mm-hmm. first show yeah. ever or whatever with me. That's right. Yeah. Odious. Yeah. Was that the same yeah. time Odious played too? I think so. Yeah. Odious, Odious played that night too. Yeah. And I, I was, I was dressed up as a priest that night. That's what it was. And then there was the was... first party we had, at least while I was living there, that was medieval times. Yeah. Gunter and yeah. Odious Mortem. That was it. And decrepit. And I think decrepit was the next year. No, I think it was that year. Yeah, because it was our very first show that I ever played with them, and that was the first. That was like I'd been playing with them for just a few months. Mm-hmm. It seems like it seems yeah. like we were different human beings back. I mean, like yeah. looking back at how long ago that was, like that was the Gunter one. A picture of, of the odious show there, and Did oh you, yeah, you're you just like, like you're fucking twelve years old. Dude. It's <laughs> so yeah. weird, and, and you're uh, like fucking. Casey probably has it somewhere. Oh, I have them, dude. I'll find them. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll find them. But the best was uh if if people don't know who Gunther is, the, the Swedish <laughs> Swedish sensation. Uh basically to check him out, he's great. But um the ding dong song and all that shit. But like, <laughs> did you like were him for Halloween when you, that year? And it was just the fucking greatest thing ever. And I had like, never heard of him. You you're the one that introduced me to him, and I was I'll, like, I'll what find are you the picture dressed as and, and like and then it kind of blew up for a little while, like maybe three or four years later. Everyone like was like, "Oh, Gunther's funny," and I'm like, "Yeah, fucking Andrew was on that fucking pole." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the best yeah, was when you when you greased your chin. Like, well, you got to grease the chin if you're going to be yeah. Gunther. My yeah. friend, <laughs> my friend Ryan, who who first turned me on to Gunther, when I told him oh, that I was going to be for Halloween, he's like, or that I was, and he's like, "Did you grease your chin?" it was the first thing i did before i even put the wig on i had to make sure that i had triple greased it It it's like a greased pig (laughs) contest or something but i remember uh, having yeah uh, risha had no idea who was either and i think it was the first time i met risha and he came into my room and he was just in like this zombie makeup and like all decked out like as brutal as he could be just sitting on my bed watching the gunter video that's right this is awesome (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Risha. oh man uh, yeah Risha's like he's Risha's gone through three stages now that I've how long I've known him so he's he started off as like the most death metal looking human being I've ever met in my life mm-hmm. to kind of like cut his hair and was like kind of more like stylish and now he like wears like suits everywhere he's like Dude, he's he he's was like all fucking, he's super he's GQ yeah. as fuck now GQ he's is shit yeah motherfucker right now yeah Every time I've seen him, he's been like just dapper as shit. And I'm like, oh, dude, you know what's up. He, he's yeah, definitely, like, well, I mean, dude, I th- I'm now that I'm older, I'm like, it'd be cool to get into fashion, but I don't have the money for it. <laughs> I mean, you got the hat for it. I got the beanie for it, dude. That's it. My head can't do that with beanies. I yeah, got, you're about one I'd... fifth there. I do the, <laughs> the Rasta style. I just fucking flip it out and then throw it in the back, kind of like this a beanie. Like old uh, uh, sleeper hat, you know the ones that I got a fucking candle and I can flip out the back if I need to take a shit in the middle of the night. Oh yeah, and, yeah. When you got yeah, yeah, like a candle on a little yeah, yeah, yeah. Candle whatever, holder, the sleeper caps or whatever and, the fuck. And then there's like I a, don't. A, I, it literally was like... to keep heads warm, right? <laughs> yeah, that's. Fun. I wonder if people ever actually wore those. 
I think you're, I bet, you just well, fall off. Like, heating systems, I'm sure they did, dude. I would oh, like, yeah. That's the show. Look at Gunther, Gunther on the right there. It's perfect. Dude, look at him, dude. Damn, dude. Dude, he's got some shit. really awesome uh, nostalgic pictures in his computer, dude. I remember going to Casey's house in Daly City and him just having it on uh, just random and, and the screensaver would just like be, Oh, yeah. You know, memory lane the whole time you're there. I feel like we know Ethan. He's in the chat. He's he's saying he treats objects like women, man. Oh, that's one of my best friends. He's <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> Remember when he came and visited us for a day and he was wearing an L.A. hat? And uh, was it like uh, 20 years ago or 25 years ago? How long was it? <laughs> Dude, don't make me even think about it. Yeah, I was 23. So 17 years ago. Jesus. That's no. crazy. Yeah. Shit. It's, it's, cra it's crazy because we're all that age too. And it's just fucked when you say 23 and it's still 17 years ago, dude. He was the one who was like Dusty right there, dude. <laughs> oh, look at there's Risha in the background, the, what we're talking about with the shot. Oh, Anthony behind Anthony, Anthony, right Anthony behind Oh, that's dude. Anthony right there, dude. Yeah, it is. That's it is a great picture background. right there, dude. And that's that just shows like all the the rad dudes they're in. Dude, Dan with his 40. That. Dan's got his 40 like of like steel reserve or something behind the fucking yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. We did theory. steel reserve 40s for a long time, dude. And wild yeah. turkey. That was that was our the we wild turkey. Buy a bottle of liquor, it'd be wild turkey usually. Yeah, what was it? Was that David's there. thing? Because that was like when I because I got like kind of inducted in that house, and then like it was already there, like the wild turkey phenomenon was there, and it was they would have parties where they'd be like you have, if you want to show up, you have to have a bottle of wild turkey in your hand. Yeah, to show yeah. Up. And it can't be, it can't be eighty. It has to be one hundred and one. You can't do the eighty. Let's yeah. do the one hundred and one. I didn't even know there was an eighty until you showed up with one. I was like, <laughs> leave and go get the right one. It's like non-alcoholic. Yeah. Right I was like, what did you do? I can Photoshop this at Circuit City. <laughs> <laughs> now we all realize that it's terrible liquor, dude. Wild turkey yeah. sucks. Dude. I haven't had it in dude, fifteen years, bro. I had a Turk Biddy night, as we call it. Uh, what the fuck Ethan's is that? There. So, okay. Remember that episode of South Park <laughs> where um, with Bono and and oh uh, yeah, Dan's dad makes the <laughs> oh my god, there it is, Wild Turkey, <laughs> dude. Oh, Dan's god. dad, um, Randy is trying to make the world's biggest crap. Oh yeah, and, yeah. When he spins up and does the yeah, and then the guy from the um, Switzerland. Um, crap measuring committee or whatever <laughs> uh confesses that the world's biggest crap before was actually bono who was his, his own crap who he then like yeah, he like raised he fed his nipple to and bono sucked off his nipple and he's like first i took the biggest crap and he was strong but then i fed him biddy and then bono was fucking oh, out his nipple right. he's like biddy <laughs> Well, I thought that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> and so when we would go to shows at the Relax Bar in uh, Hollywood back in like 2006, this is once I moved back to L.A. This was the place that was doing like hosting like a, uh, like uh, one of the few places that was hosting like underground metal bands and shit. Like I saw Black Cobra there and Lesbian and uh, uh, other bands. I can't remember this one, but we would like bring a little like pint size um, wild turkey to drink before the show because i don't even think they served alcohol in there but so we would drink before and i it's just that south park episode just come out so i was just like hey you want some biddy 
And uh, <laughs> so we started referring to it as the Turk Biddy. So now every night, we've, it's become tradition, every night before Thanksgiving, me and my old school Pasadena buddies get together and we have <laughs> Turk Biddy night. We nice. fucking drink a wild, a lot of wild turkey, and and we so we did it again this year, and it was a great night, and it didn't get nearly as wild as it has in previous years. No one had to mm. fucking feel ashamed of themselves the next day. <laughs> no one had to apologize for anything. It was very adult at forty, finally. Yeah. Um, but like we still like turkey. The wild turkey is still a, a very pleasant. I, I was just uh, about to say now that you you tell that story, I would do that. Yeah, for the nostalgic aspect of it, you know, like I bet you if I were to sit down and drink wild turkey with you guys, it would bring back a lot of crazy, mm. you know, feelings. We never and just like that we had back it, in the day. Yeah, it'd always be like that with like that with the David picture. It was like that with a soda. Oh, dude. right. That's well, always... yeah. The college days, it was like everyone has their own fucking pint or liter yeah. of wild yeah, turkey. Yeah, we didn't make and... cocktails. It was just... Wasn't there one that was, like, way stronger the than... The, there was, what like, the regular one that was already brutal. Then there was, like, this other one that was, That's like... what I'm talking about, the 80 versus the 101. Oh, okay. I, the 80, no, the 80 I think right. there is a stronger one than the than the 101 also. <laughs> it's, like, one... I don't 151? Know, 160, 169, <laughs> probably. Where David <laughs> just really gets wild. Dude, I, like, literally gained probably like 80 pounds in like a year there because like david would be like dude no you fucking you you know you chug the turkey and then you have the soda and like dude okay we're done drinking eat a <laughs> loaf of bread and then like i'm like all of a sudden seeing that picture of me that casey put up and then like i remember like a year or two later i was like i went from 165 to like two like 15 in a year or something that's because he had a growth spurt dude when i met you you were like five, five, you look like lewis you're like five foot six <laughs> no then, no i've been i've been six one six two since i met you guys for sure it was, no, it was, no no it was no growth in the wrong direction kid. i grew i grew, no, I grew dude, like, the bow okay, flex was right. because of your growing pains dude you needed the bow flex to Oh, the Bowflex, yeah, I used it like three times. It was totally worth it. Dude, my my like <laughs> biggest memory of wild turkey was like camping one time with David and all Damas and all the dudes. And uh we were at some place and like we like drank a bunch of it and we like I fell, at least I fell on these like rocks, these gnarly rocks that were like all over. We were like fucking partying. It was just camping, and I got like all fucked up on these rocks and then like woke up in the rain like in the sleeping bag all brutal had to hike out and then like in the back of my friend's truck bed like all hung over like getting beat up and i was all bruised and like like that's wild turkey that's like what i think about every time so, <laughs> after a thunderdome remember like the main big yeah. window was broken out and i like i woke up a, <laughs> like the biggest someone just like threw someone through a window it was, yeah crazy times crazy house but like i thought I no, because we put up the mattress to try to keep the window from getting broken and so people were like we should fucking mosh up against the mattress yeah 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 like, oh, like, it was they were wrestler in the ring bouncing off the fucking yeah which is up. what i would have done if i was at someone else's house like <laughs> yeah. I, woke, I woke up like on, i woke up on, on a couch under that window just like 40 degrees just like it's like fucking, like what the fuck there's like wind hitting uh, me through the fucking yeah, there was a couch right below that window dude oh <laughs> god that's... that was the sleep terror night i think the best was people getting super hammered and bill just right. hog, hog tying him or bill choking him and trying to like yeah bill, oh bill that was cool that was a wild actually <laughs> there was, there was a guy you ever, had some, you ever had some wild turkey experiences joseph yeah. joseph nah i mean yeah but not like memorable not that like, wild I've been trying to think of a story to tell, and I, 
I know I've had it. It's been around, but I don't know. It's been more mild I, chicken. I just I was like 14 <laughs> in 2004. I was like a little Santa Cruz Hessian Grom. Like it would have been so fun to like go to these parties as like a young kid and <laughs> and see the music and and be like whoa. But yeah, no, they're, this, they're is, eight, this is great lore though. Keep it up. Like they're I'm definitely 18 it. and up parties. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, mild no chicken minors. deserves a little more applause. I'm. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm. It, it, I hope people don't think. Uh, I'm or at least I'm not bragging. I don't think any of us are really trying to brag. Like so much wild turkey, so much stupid (laughs) shit happening. I kind of wish I would have been like, hmm, one sip is sufficient. (laughs) (laughs) But how ridiculous people got though. You had to like, it feels like you had to get on their level a little bit to have like fun. Because when people get like super drunk, you're like, uh, when you're kind of sobery, you're like, oh yeah, the worst night ever. Like I need to like at least be done with them. Uh, I imagine it was. I remember Anthony and and, uh, and Kenny came over. And, Dan Kenny, uh, yeah. Dan Kenny, yeah. And uh, and that was the, one of the funniest things I'll ever remember about that guy. There's a lot to remember, I, and I say that like just because I haven't seen him in a long time. Uh, was him sticking his head up in the ceiling fan? That must have been a wild turkey night. That oh, that was uh, <laughs> that was, that was uh, at the furniture dome. And oh, that, was, that, was, that was Dusty Dusty from Severed grabbed him and threw him into the fan but and like dan asked him to there's a bong behind him like one of josh's like 400 bongs and he just and that was oh, okay so I, yeah, I was waiting to tell that dan story. doesn't normally smoke weed too and he had hit that bong before that and broke it on that situation we were just talking about where throw me into the fan dude check me out that's it's literally jackass dude i think at the same time we had gone and seen steve-o at the catalyst or something yeah i remember dusty coming down with us and we i I don't know how many of us went to go see that but um i'm told the story before didn't silly kid pick him up from the airport steve-o pick up steve-o and got him got him his supplies yeah or helped him find supplies yeah so it was like still coming off of that situation and they're like Fucking throw me into the ceiling fan, dude. And that yeah. was over at uh, your friend's house from Pacifica that had moved over there in that area. Mikhail, what's her name? Mikhail. And uh, we we right. went from that house and we ran into you guys and like Dusty's like, I just was on stage and Steve would just kick me in the walls. Like so excited. About <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like Jesus Christ. Yeah, there's well, so he was many. heckling. He was heckling. That's why he got pulled up. Damn. so many fucking stories from that that's why it's like i go down there now like i don't go down there now i, I don't like downtown santa cruz at all it's like literally if people come and visit i'm like all right you're in santa cruz let's not go to santa cruz yeah let's not go to santa cruz let's go to let's go to the uh not santa cruz parts of santa cruz but uh no all it's the a, downtowns i've been to suck lately <clears throat> yeah it's just yeah it's just a little little needly mm-hmm. but uh <laughs> besides that there's so many fucking stories of Andrew, I have like a thousand things I want to talk about with you with that. Um, should we start? I guess since we're 22 minutes, then we should do some plugs, right? Oh, yeah. There's coffee. Mm-hmm. Gotaforcecoffee.com. Do those Go plugs. There. Is it me doing it? Oh, sh- no. Go actually, I do want to get serious for a second. Battleforcecoffee.com. I do want you guys to go there and get your coffee and uh swag and all that stuff to support the homies and <laughs> he has a green shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> you, you oh my God. Green shirt. 
Yeah. <laughs> Battle Forge coffee. That shirt right there. It's a very comfortable shirt. The one that Casey's wearing. I like to wear it more than most shirts I have. But uh, the re- also want to just add a little thing to this. It is uh, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, uh, Eric Lindmark, dude. Five yeah. years since uh, his passing yesterday. Oh, two days exactly ago. Yesterday. Yesterday? Okay. Yeah. Back. So um, <laughs> shout out to uh, the pioneer, Eric, dude, who paved the way for so many of us over here in the Cali Death scene and worldwide, if you really think about it. So many people have been influenced by that man and what Very he's much. done. And I just want everybody to uh, just acknowledge him. And maybe uh, if it's over a cup of Battleforge coffee, that's a double whammy. Boom. And CaliDeathPodcast.BigCartel.com is where you can buy a shirt from us and walk around your city and push your chest out and be like, what's up, dude? I know about this podcast. If you want to do that, you can buy it at CaliDeathPodcast.BigCartel.com. And generator studios.com. <laughs> All right. Are shout we out. No, right. shout out uh the Spotify wrapped. Everyone who listens to us on Spotify and Casey did oh, a screen even, grab of I didn't even know wrapped. about that. Do we have that? Yeah. I know I did the screen grab. Fuck you guys. What are you talking about? Yeah, he didn't uh, see yeah, it. This is gonna be news to Oh, me. it was Joel. We, Sorry. Uh, oh, Casey was Joel. Casey with like more things was talking about like the podcast stuff and I like posted it and just like other stuff got just like got not looked at. I'm like, oh, it's been time. Oh, I saw you posted. I just didn't even. Know, I didn't even look at it, or I didn't <laughs> it click it. It showed like our like people listening and all across the uh, world what they're listening to. Oh, and like, nice. okay, because like I, I it took I spent like 30 minutes trying to figure out how to log back into the the uh, Spotify page for Kelly yeah. Death, and I finally figured out how I linked it, and it was stupid. But uh, yeah. anyways, it showed like about people from all over the world, like 50 countries, like, you know, it's been increasing Do you in, have the it last, in the last year. Uh, We're a uh, top podcast for 710 fans. Shout out those 710 mm-hmm. listeners. Yeah, we're number one podcast for like 150, 200 fans or something like that. So oh, yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. hopefully I'm, it's not the only podcast I listen to. That's what my brain always goes to the pe- pessimistic side. I'm like, well, it's probably the only one they listen to. It's probably not that big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, yeah, it is 127. Nation. Sorry. Shout out the 127. That, I was going to say all of Packer Nation's watching tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Packer Nation. Hell, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, Joel, you said you were going to give me my shirt. So there's some guy in San Marino right now walking around super stoked to have a Cali Death podcast shirt. I think. Did, oh, did I? Did yeah. we send it to the wrong address? We, I think Joseph. Did we send, oh, send it to I, no, it was my dumbass who put in the wrong okay. address. I never used Apple Pay yeah. before, and I was like, "This is sweet." And then I was like, "Wait, that's not my address anymore." years ago. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, I thanks know. For the, I, thanks for your donation. Charitable. It's fine. <laughs> I hope it goes to good use. So I, want, get, I would no, get you know one who sure. that is. Like, was it oh, somebody the, who opened it up and was like, oh, this is like, cool. oh, <laughs> fucking, they're a comfortable toilet paper? It anyway. might be a, a, a serious <laughs> church person. It might even be a priest. I'm not sure. <laughs> Honestly. That's hilarious. Um, so, yeah, you're, so you're not currently playing music in any bands, Andrew, correct? No. I'm you, not. Uh, where can we get your merch? <laughs> the Andrew Packer merch? <laughs> uh, you know, just uh, I'll hand out some business cards. 
Well, no. So you, <laughs> yeah, you we're are, gonna get your you legal are, services. Yeah, your legal service. So Andrew's a lawyer now. So we'll talk about this. But yeah, I went from like yeah, he's on the billboard. metal blade artist to to legal person. So if someone needs legal advice for if they get hurt in an accident, where how can they get a hold of you? Oh, uh, a Packer. My last name's Packer. Boom. First name's Andrew A Packer at POC. <laughs> I got a funny story to tell about that. It, it, it's POC Packer O'Leary and Corson is the name of the firm. Um, but POC hyphen law dot com. Oh yeah, hyphen law hyphen or dash or dash. Okay, I was gonna say. It. I still call hashtags pound. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Still yeah there throws me off. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. all these shout, years, shout out topography, type typography, the yeah. terminology. For, for anybody typing. who's wondering, we haven't even mentioned, you know, who Andrew played with. He played with Gypsy Hawk, which, by the way, dude, that's a party band like a motherfucker, dude. I've, you know, did my listening in the last week or so because I, you know, I've I've known about the band for a long time, but obviously I not obviously i'm being honest i didn't listen to it up until a week ago but i i was very very no i really did dude and i was actually pissed that i hadn't been listening to it before because it is a fucking literally rocking band like i rock out the term rock out is what i feel when i'm listening to gypsy hawk dude so and and yeah, this is where it all started too. If you really, there's so many roots in in like hard rock and heavy metal that started it all in that band, dude. And it, I, I actually enjoyed everything that I listened to in the last week, dude. So yeah, it's awesome, stoked to hear that. Yeah, Hell yeah, dude. Andrew, didn't you guys play? Uh, with, with Sun's Beneath. We'll talk about that too, right? But sure. But that was your band before Gypsy Hawk, and they were great too. But I'm trying to remember which band was it was the Gypsy, Gypsy Hawk that played. It was like in Berkeley or Oakland, and it was like that club that was like the Green Day club. That, oh, uh, the Gilman. Yeah, the Gilman. I always remember that. I forget. I always forget Gilman. that name. I never remember that. The Gilman, and that was a super fun day. And you guys rocked super. Hard. Was that Gypsy Hawk? Yeah, that was okay. Gypsy Hawk. That was I think that was while we record. We're recording our first album with Zach. Oh, it was about that ten was years ago. Day. Okay, cool. Yeah, with Zach Oren who. I just recorded with him. Yeah, he's awesome producer, and you know, dude, he's amazing. Because I knew him because I knew that you guys had worked with him, and um, at that time we were on Unique Leader Records, which was Ben, uh, Ben Murray, who that was his like bedroom or, label. I mean, uh, oh, no, 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 uh, destruct the creator destroyer. Creator what did destroyer. I say? Unique leader. Unique leader. And I was like, you guys are on Unique Leader. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> you told me all right that was a faux pas uh, um, <laughs> yes of course creator destructor records yeah, yeah. it's just because someone said unique leader earlier and i was like that band that label has a ton of good bands and i just was thinking mm -hmm. about it i think i saw like a dude from the patriots wearing a deeds of flesh shirt recently so anyway so we were on creator destructor who was ben murray who was in like this city right yeah. another band and, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, and he great. heard us um and so he wanted to put out our album and he's like you guys should record with zach and i was like zach makes awesome death metal as far as i know that's more or less what he does and it's his thing but i'm down i'm sure i'm down to hear what he whatever i don't have any saying it like <laughs> i'm excited to work with him because mm -hmm. like you know casey and and joel and everybody 
and mad. Which and, we were one of we were one of his first death metal bands too. He was doing all kinds of other stuff music before cryptic, that. It was like yeah, Animosity yeah. is the one that pushed us to do that. So like it was for death metal that was kind of like a new avenue. But anyways, okay. So I, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I was like, okay, cool. I think we'll see what happens. This might just not be appropriate. But I also trusted Ben. Uh, yeah. Great. And of course, like as soon as I met Zach and got to know him and heard what he was doing, I was just like, well, this was obviously the right decision. It sounds fucking amazing. Yeah, um, right. I, I think he especially by the time he did our second album, because he even told us, like, man, I've been thinking about like how I can make you guys sound better and, uh, you know, what I could do and, and this and that. But he also just like just knew how to do it the first time really well. But yeah. he perfected it the second time. And, and I think he would say the same thing. Um, it, it was like he could make us sound very big and rock and roll and sort mm -hmm. of give us that analog sound that so many bands at that same time who were doing the same kind of rock revival thing were trying to do. And we're like, Oh, you got to do it on analog. But it like, they weren't paying $180,000 like deep purple yeah. did to do yeah. an analog. You know, they were paying like 4,000 bucks. Yeah. In 2010 yeah. money. And then like, yeah, dude. I'm not going to, it still sounded good and everything, but, but um, Zach was able to like take the digital world, beef it up with the analog sound for the rock and roll, and it's just like I mean everything like that. And of course, like it all comes down to uh, great drum mixing. And um, yeah, maybe I just don't know enough, or especially at the time, know enough about like production to like not like think to just assume like you know you got one tool in the box and that's all you got. But uh, but he's also also like he's obviously a genius. Uh, totally, yeah. dude. And I, I was just gonna add that, yeah, Zach was a drummer first, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he was. Oh, yeah, he, dude, he, he is. He is. Yeah. And and um, yeah, you could tell that drums are always important in whatever mix he's involved in. Really. Yeah. Um, what oh. I did notice about the the mix and how you, both the albums sound it it sounds like an arena act to me, dude. It really does. Like easily opening for like. Foo Fighters or Coheed and Cambria or something like that, and 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 rocking as the opening act on one of those types of tours, dude. Yeah, and we did get um, um, further down the line when we had a a, a booking agent, uh, Josh um, Simon. The best the agency in, in New York, the agency company. Uh, after he booked us with uh, the sword, he wanted to be our, our booking agent, and then he was like, I just submitted you guys for um, Allison Chains, and oh, uh, and uh, we were rejected instead. They got like, um, like the Dixie Chicks or something. Mm, or, it's between you and the Dixie, <laughs> I mean, uh, or, or someone else. Um, but like, yeah, we were in that. We were, but at least it was cool. Like at least just being in that conversation. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like uh, stepped it up in the next year or so. Who knows? Is it similar to like? It reminds me of being like you know when you buy a lottery ticket, you're like you hold on to it. You're like, what could I do with this? But like just having that thrown your way, just you you get that excitement of like, what will we do if Allison Chain says yes and we get it like. Just getting the offer is like, like tip to the cap of that. You know, you're like very stoked on that. Yeah, I mean, someone in Allison Shane's management was asked to consider my shitty fucking rock band for a minute, <laughs> or maybe two seconds. It's not seconds. shitty, Jesus. It 
trying to get me to give you those compliments? Jesus. Well, that's just him. No, no, no. Andrew's one of the funniest people I know. I actually feel like I, some of my personality derives from living with Andrew. For oh, yeah, dude, totally. yeah. 100%. All you guys, but yeah, yeah. I have a story I'm gonna note. We'll talk about Wait, later. so so I think I met you, Andrew, when you came to record at Casey's studio. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. So that, yeah. side at right. generate what is now generator, what was visions at the time. Yeah. Um just catch record for what? For Gypsy Hawk? No, for my my band that I, I still want to get back together and kind of really got derailed by both COVID uh law school and the fact that no one plays bass uh, that you can rely on. Uh, no offense to good friends of mine who play oh, bass. I know how it is, for sure. But Kobe to Cambria? I actually, <laughs> I, and I was thinking about this, and I wish like I had have gone to the trouble of somehow getting really good recordings because I thought it would have been awesome to show it to you guys here. I only have like iPhone recordings. Uh, other than what I did with, with Casey and then down there at Visions, uh, with all you guys, um, which sounded pretty good. Um, of course, I like uh, Casey provided the atmosphere, and I sort of had to mix it myself. It sounds pretty good, actually. Um, but but the songs we wrote after, um, regardless of how good those do sound, um, were just like some next level shit. I was like really surprised, and I never got around to around to doing a good recording of those. And I want to like maybe save up a couple 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 shekels and like just record them just to have them for posterity's sake but uh i was really excited about what i was doing with that band and even after a few years later like listening to those i was like Fuck, like some of these are really good and they're much more i mean casey's at least heard it like how would you describe it yeah i'm trying to find the pictures from the thing but i can't they're a little tricky to find that's actually okay. i have a question that. That's but, a good question, um, actually, because, you know, you, you getting into your profession now and now you're going to you, the shekels should be more of a plenty that you could use towards something in your time. Hobby time. Is that something that you're going to actually do with, you know, the money that you procure from all the work you've done in your new job? That's that's my that's that is what I want to do. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and I got this dude, Aaron. Uh, shout out to Aaron. He's a amazing bass player and he can sing he can do um uh which i i mean to bring up because he can do harmonies really well he's in a beatles cover band that played at my oh, dad's yeah. birthday and like they do the three-part harmonies just nail them and uh, mm -hmm. my niece is the singer is the lead singer so he would be singing harmony with her i i can't sing i could just go oi 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 and shit like that <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um so um he said he was down and uh, so there's a few of those songs that i do want to record and put them on uh soundcloud or oops, i don't know whatever youtube yeah, uh, yeah. i don't want to just put them under my bed but like they're kind of like a mix of things uh she's got like a real amy winehouse voice and she also has real powerful pipes at the same time uh yeah. she can sing really loud and 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 she doesn't even like have any musical like background at all in fact like when we were practicing, she'd be like, okay, this is the next song. One, two, three, four. And the drummer would be like, whoa, whoa, the tempo's one, two, three. <laughs> but she would just like, I just want to do it right now. Like, she's like, that, that, right now. <laughs> that much of the like 
I don't even want to say technical side, but uh, I think a uh, part of like making music, it was like so far away from her. But then she just like she's natural, though. Yeah, yeah, she's got just natural, beautiful talent. Yeah, yeah. Amazing, really cool lyrics, which I really love. And like we sync up uh, our styles really well because I was kind of writing a sort of different stuff, but we're kind of doing the Nirvana thing where like the the verses would be like clean guitar and the choruses would be dirty guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we started writing like a couple like uh, sort of like different stuff. But this there's this one song we did called Black Widow that just sounds like a fucking like total arena rock song that I didn't even write uh like just sitting in my room like i've written every song in my life the drummer ian brown uh fucking can definitely go toe to toe in my opinion with casey is the greatest drummer in the world whoa Uh, drummer drummer and gypsy hawk um he was just like i think we should do a song to this beat that i just came up with and he and then and he was just doing this i just came up with this riff right there and it turned into this awesome song um so i want to record this some of these songs and i think uh i think like uh it would be like cool for people who uh love um anal blast mostly and (laughs) (laughs) and uh and and stuff or or like um or the or the ghost the ghost ad oh yeah Um, yeah. ghost or or amy winehouse i don't know it was cool it's unique so it, it should be just out there just like for the sake of the songs yeah yeah i'm i'm seeing a lot of bands nowadays i think you know i was actually had this thought a couple days ago where i'm seeing these bands that are seamlessly jumping between genres especially more of the rock and metal stuff it's it's happening more smoothly now used to be like here comes the sleep token talk yeah so sleep token is i'm just kidding um but there's (laughs) no just like bands are like it used to be like you know like rap metal like yeah we're gonna wrap yeah. it sometimes yeah and like and that's just gonna be it and like and yeah, now it's like now it's like but now it's like divide it but no no but it's like that it, it doesn't work but it's catchy you know like back in the day it's like the, the idea was there but they'd be like and then like the hip-hop guy would like not know like because he wasn't really into metal that much but he like kind of wanted it in his music or something he like felt the vibe and was like hey, i want this in my band dude and like it just doesn't didn't work for till pretty recently now it's like bands are finding ways to mix in jazz and all these weird styles of music that are seamless and that's you brought that up when you said amy winehouse and all these other bands to like as like an influence or something or something that you would want to listen to or something that you're into that would work with the music that you're making when i think nowadays it's becoming more of a it's it's getting more seamless as long where it's not like forced where it was forced back in the day you know yeah and i i've sort of been picking up on that too and even in, in some of the like more forced ways are still like a little better than maybe they would have been in days previous like you hear like you know really like poppy like really poppy pop punk bands like throwing like metal <laughs> breakdowns into their songs yeah yeah uh, like, sounds good if you can tolerate this kind of like whiny pop punk vocals yeah like, mm-hmm. that it, it's working and uh and other stuff like that like it it it, and it makes me wonder like you know, people would take like, oh, I like the blues and rock and roll. Yeah. Well, and together and and then do something that's sort of like you was like less like something you could like put into boxes of like what were the like influences. 
there, a way. And there are like growing unexpected. up in the nineties thing, dude. Growing up in the nineties, we were we had to pick sides. That's yeah. what everybody yeah, yeah. socially was like, are you it had to evolve? The famous one was Are you a rocker or a rapper? i are you a rocker? Are you a rocker? Are you I'm a, a rapper, dude? I'm producer. And, and, yeah, yeah. and so what Joel was talking about with like the new metal and mixing rap and metal and all that, there were still these di- dividing walls between those parts of those songs because I think that everybody wanted to express themselves on a wider scale, but socially we weren't able to because everybody was making you pick a side dude and we were the guys that were kind of like well i like both you know i not only like both but i also like this i like that i like you know well well, i think it was it was that but it had that like kind of like uh that standoff elitist thing that he had to encounter if you wanted to be a metal band it was like we're a metal band but we're gonna put this new thing that's not metal in it and then people are mm-hmm. gonna be like, oh, <laughs> like yeah, you know, yeah. like, and that was like the the standard well, was like metal or go go fuck your mother, like you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't well, like you know. I think and it's then, combining elements that are so hard to like. It's like mustard and ice cream. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, I mean, it was. I think it's. I think bands are getting better at at making yeah. a really good mustard ice cream. Well, totally. Well, yeah. it's yeah. avocado yeah. milkshake. It's like oh, that garlic yeah. ice cream is yeah. actually pretty good, dude. Garlic yeah. ice cream? No, no, no. I know. I'm. Just, I'm not. I'm just saying that like it's harder when you have elements that are different. Obviously, to to blend and make yeah. it seem like oh, this is. But there's yeah. more, more, and more kids that were born, you know, bef- like uh, after us that are like they started off with like all these influences to start, you know, and they're like I feel like they're kind of taking all of it and kind of running like doing things that are kind of make it work smoothly now. What was before? I mean, I was way more judgmental on when oh clean singing, you know. I'd be like, oh clean singing. I would like immediately judge it and be like out. I'd be like, I'm out. I'm like you're done. Yeah, it's kind of like because like, we. I remember us thinking like, oh that band is just selling out. Yeah, yeah, sell out. They're selling uh, out. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But then you listen to Opeth. Oh dude, yeah. Or that like, was later on. Life, that... All the clean singing, dude. Oh dude, I mean Opeth. I I loved. I, I'm turning in as I get older into like songs that are like a journey it's like there's there's three moods in it you know there's not just like uh or like uh, it's like yeah uh, it's like it's like balls dipped in ice and fire yeah, ice fire you know it's <laughs> well, like well, right but at the same time also it's like it wasn't it's, you're not just closed-minded because you don't like a death metal band that goes into a a, a techno break like it might actually sound like shit yeah, 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 it has to be finally you know, totally massaged together and and yeah. come up with something that you might be like something you could call like a new genre because it's like it makes sense. It's not just this slap together like I don't know happy uh, well, yeah shot at like trying to be innovative. Yeah, but also like I think you need to go through those sorts of phases and yeah. and, and yeah. with it. There's probably like the shit has to pave the way for the for the better to get the bad ideas out of the way. Because Black Sabbath was paid, like they were like, "Whoa, dude!" Like that, everyone's like, "This is fucking weird." Dude. I just you know, like, yeah. I had like, my, when I had my studio visions, uh, there was this like a uh, kind of like a handyman dude who like would come and like like he like redid our bathroom and shit and this and that and um and uh, oh wait no I'm sorry it's the painter never mind the painter guy it was this old guy and he was just like he's like man I saw Black Sabbath and fucking you know like 
at a college party or something, you know, back in the seventies, I fucking saw them at this place and he's all fucking sucked. <laughs> and I was just like, what? It's like my favorite band. Like, if I, you know, like if I had to pick one band, I'd be like, I don't know, Black Sabbath, I don't know, Iron Maiden or something, probably Black Sabbath. But I was just Dude. like, what? Come on, man. Like, what do you, it was just so weird. It was just like, I know it's, it's hard. That one band, uh, conversation like, really? when people talk about that, it's like, you have to think, do you think about the things that, the band that started it all or do you think about something you can yeah sit on an island with until you die <laughs> like yeah with one cd but you know i think the thing though that's like important is like to think about is like it's not really about like growling clean singing or rough middles or growls or whatever you know opeth or gojira or like all kinds of different all these different ranges of different vocals like that's not even what it's about like i think like back in the day like you're talking about the 90s stuff things were more polarized where it was like metalcore and and there was like emo and shit and so we were like fighting against like yeah hawthorne heights like like we're, we're watching that on tv that's what was popular at the time and we're like listening to deeds of flesh going like people like punching like, each other huh? in the like, and yeah stuff. And we're, like, it was just so different that. we're like blink 182 and then cannibal corpse you know it's just like <laughs> it's like crazy like polar like thing and so like yeah. it's not even about singing or not like it really isn't it's about like how you do it and like I mean, if you look at nirvana like he's kind of like an anti-singer like kurt cobain was just like this like he wasn't i mean his it, it, it was it was melodic but it was like you know what i mean it was like kind of like i don't know you know what i'm saying like that scratchy voice thing like transcends into metal totally fine and and great you know so like i don't know i don't think it's just like when, when things have this like super like okay here's the medical part and then here's the emo vocal part and then back to the brutal part and all this and that's what we hated like back yeah yeah in those times because it was so but it was forced too it was just like it seemed yeah. like oh you're just forcing it or but yeah yeah that's definitely that's a, yeah i definitely agree with you on that 100%. Yeah, speaking of singing and black sabbath dude the clickbait on ozzy lately has been fucking with my emotions hard oh dude. yeah because well, last week it's like uh, a quote of him saying i you know i just need one big show where i can thank everybody for my life and then if i die at the end i'll be good and then this week it's i got 10 more years in me you know it's like you what know, the you know fuck funny? you're playing with me ozzy that you're even I bringing that to up have fucking 100 years more but dude so there's this if you guys go on youtube um i just got through it last night it was 11 episodes it was a. Uh, it's called Battle for Ozfest. It's like in the 2003-4 era Ozfest, oh, wow. where the like hit, uh, mm -hmm. Ozzy and Sharon decided to. It's on YouTube. It just ran. The system fucking of a Dan, down one. Dan Coney, Dan Kenny posted a, a link about something, and I clicked it. Then like the thing on the side was like Battle for Ozfest, and I clicked it. And it's like tribal artwork, like you guys gonna want to get on Oz Festival. And it's like, and it's just like, it's like a reality show with Ozzy and and Sharon picking these like from these unsigned bands to bring them on Ozfest to open up for a year or for a yeah for one of the years on Ozfest. Uh, and any, any bands we know, the unsigned. Uh, you know who was on there that didn't make the even get on the show was Tesseract. <laughs> it was oh, all whoa. it's all Tesseract. I was like, I know that out of all the bands, it's the only band name I recognize. Oh, crazy. But that's like, cool. uh, but it's like, and then they put them all on a bus, and there's a guy that's like one of Black Label Society's Zach, uh, like roadie guys, yeah, and like he's still like fucking yelling, making them like shave their heads and be all silly, and, and one guy was, there's like a one dude's like pretends to be because Slipknot was on was headlining the second stage at this point, so 
he like went up to some girls after him was just, they like they set traps for them so they set traps of like girls that would walk up to him and they were like the rules are you can't talk to any bands you can't do like there are things like that really? and like these yeah, girls like walked up there and were like they're like hey what's up and, and the guy's like oh i'm the i'm the clown from slipknot can i sign your tits and ass and like the girls like took out their and they're like and then they were just all like oh they were underage girls oh, like, no. you're, you're fucking ah, they, they put up, and, then, and then they put them all in like interrogation shit with like cops and they were just all like fuck what the fuck you know like anyone that had anything to do with it and they're like and Aussie's just all, dude, you gotta fucking prepare for the road. You gotta prepare. Uh, <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like Ozzy being like a fucking a host, a dude. Was, Damn. Yeah, I watched the whole thing, and and it's it like spam because, email. He's like, they tricked you, uh, idiot. Yeah, yeah. I, like when I first saw it, I'm like, for death metal. Oh man, metal festivals. It was fucking. It's actually at first, I'm like, oh my god, that's what this, that's what metal was like back then. That was like, I mean, well, that whole popular metal scene. Can I weigh in just real fast? Yeah. Uh, no, you guys I think, know I think the band. Talking enough, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, do you know the band Moria from? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, I saw them live like three weeks ago. Really? Um, and they're still doing like MySpace era metalcore down in Monterey. Yeah, they do like Eastside. random like comeback shows, right? They'll do like yeah. one show. I never. Well, it was opening knew... for Peeling Peeling Flesh and Bludgeon. Moria was like the local headliner. You know, Joel mm. Haston was the reason why that happened because Joel Haston's uh, yeah, his yeah, best yeah. friend is a singer, Moria. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And they were Joel good. Cupcake. They were good. It was, it was impressive. Like, I heard them while I was hanging out with the Bludgeon guys. Um, and yeah, and they were like straight edge, and everyone in the crowd was like straight edge. And then later, <laughs> like, the Peeling Flesh guys, like, who else is high as fuck right now? Like, didn't get the memo. <laughs> like, wrong crowd. It was awesome. But, be, I mean, that would be cool one day that like you know those two genres since they were so divided back in the day that they're just like oh it's a sick band i don't care you know like that's yeah. kind of high if it's a band of a, of a genre or scene i i am not a fan of but i like the band i'll just go and wear a sw- like a a blank sweatshirt i'll just wear well, that's why i want to i want to ask like, about like with the gypsy hawk thing like was there like a technical death metal and hard rock crossover through like the connections there or was it kind of more coincidental like was there no overlap or i don't know what did you um, think like on metal blade especially like what was the roster like that's a good question great question it is a it is a good question and it is something that um i don't know if it certainly like helped us like once we got signed to metal blade like people started really paying attention finally mm-hmm. um so you know as it, as it should like you know new band to metal blade or whatever um although we did get where should i start this so like um okay so we started um so okay so back in in college where i met casey and and joel um i was uh i've been playing guitar since i was like 11 and at some point in, during college, I sort of stopped playing guitar and um, wasn't playing that much. And I guess I was just focused on school. And then also everyone that I was hanging out with was just like, you know, Dan or just like could just shred and and Matt. And I was just kind of like, yeah, uh, I like this music a lot and I'm not going to take the time to be that good. So I'm just. I didn't. It wasn't like conscious decision like that. I just wasn't playing guitar that much. It's kind of you know one of those things that happens when you sort of atrophy or whatever. And then um, 
when someone finally showed me the song uh, Empty Words by Death. Oh, yeah. I was just like, I bet I can play that. And uh, so I got the tab and and learned it and, and learned the whole thing. I was just like, I love guitar again. And yeah, just yeah. started playing all the time. And then nice. uh, when I moved back to L.A., uh, started a new band that was more heavy. But it was like I wanted to do a band that was like a mix of like death and um like bongzilla mm-hmm. <laughs> no, <I love> <laughs> um we talk, blending these genres uh that's yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's what i wanted to do yeah, um, nice. um i wanted those like cool like stoner like chuggy riffs and then like cool like technical parts with awesome solos and um and uh when i met eric harris he was in skeleton witch and he got kicked out of the band in L.A. And all of a sudden he was stuck in L.A. And he didn't know what to do because he didn't know anyone there because he was living in Ohio for the last few years. So the only people he knew in L.A. were the people at um, Prosthetic Records. I got that record label right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he <laughs> called them up and was like, I don't know what to do. I'm stuck here in L.A. I got kicked out of the band. And they said, like, well, there's this new band uh, starting up. Uh, They're doing kind of a power metal thing um they're looking for a bass player you should hit them up and and join their band at that time that was ex-members of white wizard who went on to become holy grail and when they got the word that the bass player from skeleton witch wanted to uh was was looking for a band they're like fuck yeah you're in the band we're starting a new band and uh at the time they only had one guitar player which is this dude james larue who is also one of the best guitar players i've ever been around. I mean, that guy is that the, like, guy, is that the Limp Biscuit looking guy. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, no. James Larue looks more like um, he looks more like uh, early um, um, like a later White Wizard. <laughs> no, he actually kind of looks like what's his name that plays um, Derek. Your Derek buddy Morton? Derek. Yeah, he kind of looks like him. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, um, white hair. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, a really, really great guitar player. Really awesome dude. And he uh, he was a guitar player. And and those guys uh, in Holy Grail, at least a couple of them, went to my high school. And then, so they had seen Sons Beneath, my band before Gypsy Hawk. And so they asked me to come audition. And that's when I met Eric. And they were, they were just like Dragon Force type sh- shredding. And I was like... Jimi Hendrix and death. <laughs> this is what I got. And they, were, but they had heard me. So they wanted me to audition, but then they were like, eh, I don't think you're a right fit. So I was like, okay, that's fine. I don't think I was a right fit either. And, uh, but then Eric left that band and decided he was going to start his own band. And I think it was cause he wanted to, well, because he wanted to do a rock and roll band, which I also had wanted to too, because all the metal type shows I've been playing, you know, you're up there like, trying to have fun playing in these small bars and clubs or whatever. And everyone who's not like your girlfriend or your mom that's there to see you is some dude, like a sleeveless shirt, like mm-hmm. looking at everything you're doing, like staring at all your stuff. And I was like, man, this is kind of like not fun. Like I want to have like a side project of having like what I would call a basement band, like a, like a comets on fire type, like rock and yeah. roll band or, or something like that. That's just about like people smoking cigarettes, pouring beer on each other, like having fun. Mm-hmm. And, and rocking out and not being like, I could play that better than he can, like <laughs> type yeah. of thing. Um, and he sort of had the same feeling. And 
since I was the only guitar player in LA that he knew at that point, other than the guys in, in what would be Holy Grail, I think they were called Sorcerer at that moment. Uh, he called me up and he's like, what's up? It's Eric. And I was like, the dude I went to college with who I haven't talked to in six years. He's like, no, the dude you fucking played with, with James Luna and stuff in the band that's going to be Holy Grail. Like, Oh, why are you calling me? It was like the last person in the world. He was like, as soon as he was dropped in LA, he was just like a rock star. Like, no, I know. Yeah. He every had that chick, yeah. Uh, and like deserved in a lot of ways. Um, so I was like, why are you calling me? Uh, and he was like, Hey, so I think you're a good guitar player. Do you want to start like a rock and roll band? And at that point, with sons beneath i wanted to be it like do a touring thing because like dudes like you know odious and decrepit and like my friends and like residual echoes like adam Payne, like everyone i knew who was in bands in santa cruz were like going on tour and putting out records on labels and that's what i wanted to do and the guys in sons beneath who i love very much good friends of mine but they were just like i gotta go to work tomorrow and stuff like that which is totally fine I definitely get it now, but I didn't get it when I was 24. <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, and I was like, I know you want to go on tour uh, when Eric called me. And so we started a rock and roll band. And uh, and then I was talking about earlier, Ben Murray from Creator Destructor. Mm -hmm. uh, he had that little bit of clout. And so right away, we started getting uh, metal attention, which was because X Skeleton Witch and Creator Destructor Records. And fucking, I remember we first got our first fucking post on Lamb Goat. The very first comment on it was just Andrew Fudge Packer. I was, I'm, I'm in for a fucking good time here, but I'm down, whatever. And uh, and yada yada. And uh, and then our first tour that we booked for ourselves, I can't remember. We played like different random shows in LA. The first tour we booked for ourselves, we went and uh, um. Uh, someone booked us a show in Reno with local bands there. And the first band was like a power violence band. And the next one was like a black metal fantasy band. And we were going to be in the middle. And then after that was like a death metal band. And then, and then a hardcore band and everyone there, like who came to see those bands, like it looked like they were there to see those bands. I'm like, man, this is going to be a long night. But everyone loved it. Like we had such a great time. Everyone was so enthusiastic. They bought our shirts, our CDs and stuff. And like we made so many friends that night with everyone there. And so we were like, okay, we have a place in the metal community. You know, mm -hmm. we're like, um, maybe it's because we're a little heavy. Maybe it's just because there's the skeleton witch uh, thing. And, you know, Scotty can like play as well as like any other shreddy metal guitar player even if it's in a rock and roll context and we had some like metal-ish parts you know that's at points um so um we saw that we could like fit into a, a bit of a metal crowd and then as the media went on a little bit we just sort of like lamb goat and uh metal sucks for talking about us and other metal sites but i don't think we were ever talked about on like brooklyn vegan or pitchfork or I don't even know whatever, whatever, whoever talks about rock and roll. Who, is there even a rock and roll site? Like, I don't, I don't even know. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, so yeah. Um, as we were like touring a bit, like word got around, we booked all our first four tours. And I remember on the fourth one, we heard like from two different people, like, dude, I know somebody at metal blade and they're talking about you guys. 
and uh, they wanted to sign us and that worked like that. And then we did like the metal showcase with six feet under and uh, nice. cattle decapitation. And uh, uh, I think battle cross were playing and pilgrim also very heavy bands. And we definitely were playing shows where we didn't fit in. Uh, and I kind of wonder if maybe like in hindsight, like maybe like instead of like putting us in that, like super heavy metal type um trying to lump us in with that crowd maybe we could have like been lumped in better with a warp tour type crowd or something like that but then you know so anyway um hopefully that answers your question without me fucking pontificating any longer no dude um, that was awesome that was all great stuff dude i loved all that and then we've been okay. doing it kind of backwards with you because we just started with the homie talk right away but we usually start in the beginning of your timeline, but since you mentioned uh, Six Feet Under, I, I wanted to just bring up real quick, this isn't the most recent collaboration you've had with Slick Six Feet Under that you're talking about right now. <laughs> right, so yeah. we should talk about how I finally got to get on this podcast. <laughs> the, the things but, you had to do. To, to... I can't believe, really, that I had to like beg you guys, but especially Joel, well, I mean, I couldn't tell. I honestly like I like Andrew has a, a, a part about his voice that's like I can't tell if he's like trolling me or if he like actually wants to really honestly yeah. be on or like and I'll just be like, whatever, dude, fucking well. And then he posts like a boomer thing on, on the chat and I'd be like, I think he's fucking with me. I think he's fucking completely fucking with me. And then um you you started getting like through that week or two before you were kind of like the podcast was the podcast you won't even let me on the podcast so i was like dude you can come on i don't fucking care what are you talking about like and then no. uh and then uh <laughs> and then you're like you're not coming uh, on dude you're not metal enough i did yeah. not say exactly. that ever never said that ever <laughs> i never said that ever but i wish i did because yeah. <laughs> um, so then what came later let's see so something oh, no, that close the window epic. dude well, should i give a little background to you know actually I'll do it after. So uh, there's a there's a member of Six Feet Under. Which which it's which one is it? What did he do? Is he the guitar uh, bass? Or, um, <laughs> no. I just closed the window. So I got on that microphone. I got to buy time. I got to buy time. I just... Chris Barnes, dude, this was some of the greatest content <laughs> I've seen to come out of uh, the Cali Death chat. And just <laughs> to pre preface it a little bit too, I was at AfterShock Festival with Osa. Uh, my fiance we were like I, we had a pretty rough night night before i mean like as far as like a lot of beverages and we were just kind of waking up like one-eyed pirating and yeah. uh i just decided to check out the the chat that me and andrew are in and um <laughs> andrew just the way he prefaced it and i mentioned this before the podcast but he he mentioned it just kind of like hey dude i got something for you and that was like it was like the most like i could have just missed it i, I could have like not even seen yeah. it and just like and I was like, oh, I'll click it. And I clicked it. <laughs> and I was, I watched it probably 13 times, 14 <laughs> times, like the first time. Yeah. <laughs> first time I got it, I was like, what the fuck? I wanted to show it. I was like, posting it in the Cali Death sure. Just like, yeah. Sure. I was like, God damn, this motherfucker. So this right. has got to be some of the greatest <laughs> shit, dude. We got, okay. We got to all be quiet. We're going to listen to, we can laugh. If you're watching this video, you probably already know who this is, but uh, <laughs> let's hear from uh, 
Let's see why the, Andrew's on the podcast. The man, the myth, the legend, Chris Barnes, dude. <laughs> right. Shit. Joel. Hey, Joel. It's me, Chris Barnes from Six Feet Under. Uh, Joel, I'm here uh, on this cameo. Uh, I've been booked for the cameo by someone. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> it's, it's some... Someone booked me for the cameo uh, Packer, I guess. I don't know what this, <laughs> what, what this guy's name is. But uh, they tell me that you, Joel, uh, were in the band Decrepit Birth. Uh, not, I did a tour with Decrepit Birth on our last U.S. tour way back in 2013, I guess, um, you were already out of the band. I don't know for not being good enough or just being a crappy bass player altogether. Um, or maybe both, you know, just a horrible person. I don't know what the reason is why you weren't in the band when we toured with them, but you know, I, I just, uh, can only guess that they didn't like you and doesn't seem like most people do because whoever booked, um, me for this cameo wanted me to let you know that. <laughs> so anyhow, Joel, um, the the dreg of society that you are, I've, I'm told that you have a death metal podcast. Wow, that's real original. Um, how many failed musicians have podcasts now, especially death metal uh, ex bass players, it's it's got to be in the thousands, at least the hundreds at this point in time. Just such an original career path. I'm I'm sure you're you're a real popular YouTuber. Um, so you know, kudos to you for uh, a career of mediocrity uh, in the dregs and bowels of. Of YouTube, um, sounds like you really made the right uh, decision to put down the bass and and monetize, uh, you know, your stupidity that way. So I, I hope it's been really successful for you. And uh, and anyways, uh, from what the, these people or this person tells me, um, uh, like I said, you have a, a, a really successful career on, on on YouTube, I guess, or some other silly platform to, to uh, that wants your podcasts. I don't know why. Um, so it says that uh, he, he he won't you won't even have this this dude on your podcast, um, even though. Uh, uh, his old band, uh, Gypsy Hawk, was on Metal Blade, and uh, and and played a, a showcase with Six Feet Under. Um, that's important. That's an important thing in in life. I mean, at least he was in a band on Metal Blade and played a showcase with with a great band like Six Feet Under. So. So there's that, you know, that's something you should aspire to, to, you know, to look up to this guy. I mean, he's even wanted to be on your podcast. I'm sure he's only maybe one of three people entirely that, that requested to even do your podcast. I, I mean, from what I hear, you have to chase people down in Kmarts and 
Walmart's across at Kmart's aren't even open. Nobody told you, but you're you're still going to abandoned buildings to round up anyone you can. Um, I, it's just really beyond me why you wouldn't want this dude who's actually asking to be on your podcast. I mean, I don't even think anybody knows who you are. I mean, the first the first lesson in publicity is you know never say no. You know, just kind of do. <laughs> everything that comes your way to get popular. Um, so it doesn't make sense why you wouldn't want to have someone that actually wants to do your, your lowly YouTube podcast or whatever platform, like I said, will have you. Um, I mean, look at this guy's even booked me for this cameo and that's, it's pretty desperate. I'm even saying yes to, to whatever, what's, $41 that I'm going to make on this thing, which is really almost not worth staying up this late to do. Um, and, and anyway, so, uh, you know, try to at least think about your career and doing the right thing here, man. Uh, I mean, Joel, Joel, what other <laughs> options do you have in life at this point? You know, have some, some guy that was on on Metal Blade, you know, on your podcast, and at least talk to the guy. He's got to at least have something interesting to say. You sure as hell don't. <laughs> so, um, anyways, Joel, uh, I don't. I just don't know what else to say. Um, other than uh, that, that that this dude's a, a much better. Uh, is much better at guitar than you were. <laughs> At a bass or whatever fucking instrument you played, I don't, I don't even know if it's you're even considered a, a musician at this point. Um, and and I'm yeah, I'm told you're a pussy as well. Uh, so you know, wipe off your pussy, go out and get a real job. Put down the the uh, the the microphone and the camera on YouTube, and it, it, it have some real. Try to go out and. You know, just find people that are interesting. If you're going to keep doing a podcast, I mean, make it interesting. I mean, there's only, like I said, it's got to be at least 980 people that are doing podcasts now that are musicians or ex-musicians. I mean, who really cares at this point? But, you know, I've been I've been booked for this big, large sum of money, like I said, $41.35 to roast you, Joel. I am roasting you. So you have been roasted, uh, and I hope you enjoyed it. Damn, that, that's dude, I enjoyed the fuck out of it, dude. It's such a good roast. Like the way the the, the pussy part, I we went around that part like three hundred times. I'm told that you're a pussy I've, too. All the times I've seen it, dude, I still cried laughing. There's so many good fucking parts in there, dude, that just make me fucking oh hold my stomach. Oh my god, that came out so well. I was so stoked. I, I thought he was only gonna give me like a minute and a half tops, and uh, and like it was just like okay, you can only write like five hundred words what you want Chris Barnes uh, to okay. say, and you can record a little video. Oh, wait, so did I you screenshot or did you do you have like a record of what you told him to say? <laughs> I would love to see. It, that. it might be on there. 
Yeah. I'll check. Um, oh, he's but, like, it's like a, like a checkbox. He's like, oh, well, I'm also told that you're a pussy. Dude, that's so great, dude. Save that for the end just real quick. Dude. Oh, yeah, so I was like, man. oh, and don't forget to tell him that he's a pussy and that I'm better at guitar than him. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, oh, like, when I, I got it, I, I woke up kind of like jolted. Uh, yeah, the surprise thing. It was like, oh, you got a response on Cameo. And I saw it was him. I was like, oh, man, I bet he's just going to tell me how lame I am for like shitting on the death metal community or something. I don't know. I just figured he'd think it was lame because whatever. And uh, boy, did clearly he thought it was cool because I, I bet I don't know if he always did six and a half minute videos. Um, <laughs> I think I inspired him. That was great. That was a I good was, roast. I mean, that was like a, was really like, good. I yeah. love comedy and shit, and I love like good roasts. And that like the way he like his mannerisms with it and his delivery was fucking. I was like crying like as hard as I could, mm-hmm. laughing the first time I saw it and the second time I saw it. And just the he doesn't. He's reading. He he still is like reading and doing it, but he's just all his delivery and how he like roasts you is so comedic. You know, I'm like, yeah. you can tell oh, he's dude. having fun doing it, dude. <laughs> yeah, and he has a little yeah. smile every now and then. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of times where Perfect. I'm like, he's actually having fun doing what he's doing. That, and and that's probably the closest we'll ever get to having Chris Barnes on this show. I know. Right? I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh my god. No, nah, dude, stuff. that was a great. That was a great gift, dude. Even for somebody who isn't Joel, I, I'm I'm glad I got to see that, and now we get to share yeah. it to. Uh, yeah podcast i've been excited to show it on the show ever since you sent that to me whatever it was a couple months ago whatever uh, dude it was funny i was in walmart just randomly like shopping or something and joel like sent it and i had i like was just like what what is this and i just put it on like on speakerphone and i was like walking around (laughs) looking at like stationary items and it was just like all of it i was just like what oh shit and i just like started fucking cracking up dude like Hmm just got better as it went on so it was the, the, both presentations i think andrew's presentation to me of just like whatever joel you don't yeah. want me to podcast check this out i'm just like <laughs> i just click it and he's just all and it's just just yeah. joel and i'm like what the fuck such a baller move dude yeah That's it worked biggest... it worked perfectly well yeah. i it was it was uh i got the idea kind of on accident because in my fantasy football league um our commissioner likes to send videos from like undrafted free agent type guys from the lions. And it costs like him like 10 bucks to do it. And they're funny. And he tells them what to say. And he's just like, I just wanted to tell you that Jason Bubalo is the greatest fantasy football player. And you guys all suck. And like funny stuff like that. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to double up. Like I'm going to get Rose McGowan, a true celebrity to roast on all you guys in my fantasy football league, how I'm actually the best. And uh, it just progresses. So I told her what to say, and it cost like 150 bucks or something. <laughs> but I was like, I don't care. I'm, 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 I'm taking this to the next level. And but she was in Mexico or something, or like she was like, is this supposed to be a joke? Is this like misogynistic? Uh, like, she'd actually yeah, say wrong person. Like that, but, okay. but she was just like, I don't. I need an explanation explanation of what this is about. And so I told her. I didn't hear from backer, and it said like your cameo purchase has been denied um we're not going to refund you you just have a credit and i was like okay. Fuck, what do i do and i was talking to silly kid and i was like what do i do with this credit now and i was like well why don't we make fun of josh 
and uh, I was going through. Joel, like, you used to make fun of. No, I didn't meant Josh. Okay, okay, you meant Josh. And uh, I was going to be like, oh, they have fucking Chris Barnes from Six Feet Under on here. <laughs> I was like, that'd be funny to make fun of Josh for this. Like, wait a minute. I'm going to tell him to tell Joel to put me on the goddamn fucking podcast finally. <laughs> and so he gets like, do it, dude. That's brilliant, man. <laughs> dude, it and, really uh, is brilliant. And and obviously oh we're sitting God. here today and we're talking on the podcast. Um, that's the most creative way to put it in our ear to be like, hey, dude, I want to be on. Look. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We got the yeah, fucking... Man. The guy I mean, who he's, was he's got the a talent for roasting during yeah. fucking Ace Ventura, dude. I mean, anyone who wants to come on the podcast, just get a cameo, Chris Barnes. We were we were talking, uh, Andrew. You messaged me a while ago. We were gonna like try to get him on the podcast. <laughs> Actually, I was thinking about getting um, doing a response video to it, and I fucking pussied out and forgot. Like I was like, oh, oh, oh that'd be a great idea to like to pay or to get him back. And then I was like, what do I say? I remember get, get Corpse Grinder to do one. Get Corpse Grinder to do one to you. <laughs> get the new cannibal singer to do one to you. Oh my God. That'd Dude, be so that, I, mean, I know there's so many ideas. That's the only way you uh, one up it. That's the only way you one up it, dude. Bring and it now on. I'm ready. I didn't know, like, I actually didn't know that this, like, Andrew, you were coming on this soon. Because I was like, all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh shit, this week is Andrew." Like on Tuesday or something, or went Monday, and I was like, "Fuck, I don't have a chance to do any cameos to get you back." Or anything. like, I was like, "If <laughs> I pay in, they send it on fucking Friday." Like I'll be like, "Fucking sick, dude!" I'll put it in the chat again. <laughs> but if you uh, if you were to if you were to come back right after what we just watched, that would have been the uh, I know the deal. Yeah, that would have been blew you blew it, kid. That would have been um, some pizzazz there. Joel, you blew it, but uh, if you do, but I had the idea. I'll come on for a quick cameo. That's my William Montgomery. I had the idea for your birthday, but I didn't pull the trigger, dude. The William Montgomery is what? What? (laughs) This is the what, dude? Um, Kill Tony. (laughs) Anyway, so they're not gonna know that. You guys, you guys watch Kill Tony at all? It's one of the greatest podcasts of all time. Yeah, they don't. But uh, (laughs) Andrew just bounced. I was going to, before that, I was going to pull up a cute, adorable picture of Andrew with uh, Gypsy Hawk right here. Damn, he is, he, he's you still man. are a handsome man. You weren't, I'm not, I was about to say you were a handsome man. You still handsome. He's always been a handsome man. But look how, dude, Andrew, you're like adorable right here, dude. It's like. Let's do it, dude. Uh, it doesn't, a window. Here we go. Sorry. Look at this boy. Dude, he was slinging some gypsy cock, dude. Oh, Andrew. Dude, Andrew. He says this guy is like the other guy came to fucking LA and was, uh, you know, women wanted him. This guy, look at this guy. Better looking. Uh, this guy is probably better looking than all you guys. But uh, <laughs> maybe if they went to the same hairdresser, they would have been. Hey, are you are you snagging it, Joel, right now? I'm snagging right now. I know. That's why it's all looking all shitty right now. Snagging. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah, dude. All the bastards? Damn, that's a gangster shirt to have on, too. Andrew? I don't know. I don't oh, know Andrew's frozen, I think, because he'd be responding right now. No, he, he is on a break. He'll be back, he said. Oh, dude. Oh, he just He's said, on a break. Private <laughs> chat. <laughs> I'm on a break. Bathroom break. 
yeah, BRB yeah, yeah. bathroom. I'm, I'm going to go take a break. Too. I got to go take one of those. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> no, I'll just leave the pod at the same everybody. time. I mean, legally, you get a 15 minute break, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look at his face. Uh, does it not let me zoom in on it? Uh, do you see that? There oh, damn. I just showed your, uh, your your cute gypsy hawk picture, dude, and I was saying that you're still just as handsome. Uh, no. I'm just... <laughs> well, yeah, I'm twice as handsome, at least. Yeah, we age, we age like a fine wine, dude. Yeah, I mean, I definitely... Anthony, I always thought was one of the most handsome guys that ever went to the Thunderdome, but nice, I know he... Dude was definitely the most handsome dude to have ever been at the Thunderdome. Fuck yeah. I'll take uh, that trophy. Yeah, I think he's like tops top 16. Right? <laughs> I'm like 17. That's why I did 16. <laughs> right behind me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um no, but you I was saying to you in that gypsy hawk picture, you missed the whole gypsy hawk presentation I just said. He did. He I was told you I had to run to the Yeah, but you were frozen in the corner well, and I go I'm deaf. So, no, we were just uh, admiring how uh, handsome you were in this band photo right here, dude. Hey, it's a nice photo. You missed my joke. I said you were slinging some gypsy cock, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, was like mentioning your shirt too. Follow the bastards. That's like a that's a gangster shirt. I would love a shirt like that shirt. Man, I love that Such shirt. A good band. Such a good band. I really love that band. That was, that was another big influence on what I wanted to do. I knew, like, man, like, because like I was saying, like, I loved death metal and everyone. I, but, like, dude, I was hanging out with Decrepit Birth and Odious Mortem. Like, mm -hmm. the best death metal is being played. Like, I had to do something else. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I mean, we would jam and stuff. And I remember, like, uh, you had this Ibanez guitar. I remember you would but you'd be more bluesy and doing, like, more bluesy stuff. And... And you said something earlier that actually has resonated pretty huge with me is when you see people doing something that is like bananas, you're like, well, that avenue has gone. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, go ahead and do like try to make. But there is so many different ways to make your imprint on like styles and, and stuff like that. There's so many things you can do to like do a different whatever, whatever you feel more comfortable doing. It's like like playing technical death metal like at that fucking level wasn't like necessarily like the most fun thing i've ever done it was more yeah. like stress you know because they had all like you said the guys with their arms crossed that were guitar players and other bands it's going yeah. like can they can they do it can they do it though is that yeah. like a you know and it's like they had that stress and then um after a while i just started just getting drunk and be like i don't i'm gonna do it fuck you dude you know like and then it was just kind of this but my arms were all just like swollen and like i'd have all these wrist issues and like all these things happening and stuff and i was like i would rather just kind of play like you know like notes would be like sick like or like chords that just ring out for like a bar one time that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah i mean i've always like sort of wondered about that because i've never played that kind of tech stuff live and like it's it, it seems like it'd be really stressful it must it's clearly not for everyone yeah it probably must be for some people who are like really good at it um and, and are doing it um it's uh i think i don't know maybe it's something you're born with well, it's like more it's, i think it's maybelline but i think also it was like kind of a competition <laughs> it's kind of a competition back then you know like it was who's gonna and we brought this up a million times in the podcast but like 
back in the the day it was like oh who's the crazier thing you know what i mean it was kind of like had that vibe to it a little bit with all respect to every band we were like fuck yeah we we love you too but it was kind of like oh shit they're playing we gotta play sicker you know like yeah like like it, it was like a natural it's like it's like a football game you know we're both into football like it's like oh shit that guy's a really good quarterback we gotta play better quarterback than he plays quarterback you know like well i think that's my explanation of why i finally started getting into football at age 27 or something yeah because i never really like had felt like competitive perhaps before and like once i started like wanting to like have a serious band and i was like seeing what everyone else was doing and like you know and yeah not so much in terms of like being better but that's certainly a part of it but also like how I mean, many would you rather be worse i don't know would you rather would you rather be worse right it's like no you you, you <laughs> want to know like what's you're just looking at what's going out there and and what people are into and um what's getting attention and, and you're just sort of thinking like man i'm better than that why doesn't why does no one like my band you know it's like why what, doesn't Chris what am i doing wrong you about it. and you just sort of like you know you just there's something about the music it's i think it's healthy i mean like that's probably why we've got some of our best music like the the beatles and the stones were out trying to do each other with like writing a better song and like and writing some of their best songs later down the road i don't think that's yeah, an if accident all, if it was all just w's like you're just winning everywhere you go and there's no competition like it would probably be yeah. it just end up being so garbage at the end or even know? within the beatles yeah. they were all trying to outdo each other so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's true yeah that was i think perfect having like so one thing and i want to get into your childhood and shit andrew but i also wanted to bring up this point before i forget and this kind of is a good place um because we're talking about competition but when there's like a collective of humans there's like a healthy competition that happens during this it like, with respect competition with respect for everyone else exactly right? dude and yeah. i think yeah. and we've mentioned it multiple times but i mean you are a person who you know caught the energy of the thunderdome and and i just wanted to like ask you how much of just seeing the creative energy that was happening in those years while you know being in that house did that how much of that influenced your you know movement forward in amusement in, in music you massive. know for amusement i know it was it was seriously massive i mean uh i remember um you know like um i forget joel were you I, you weren't in the band yet, I don't think, when, when Odious got signed a unique leader. No, no, it was about a year after. Yeah, but I remember like neither Casey or David or Dan like had told me I was just uh at work. I was it was during the summer and I was back in LA that summer, um, where I'm from, and I was um at work, so I was fucking off obviously on the internet, and I was uh I think I would look at unique leaders page often and it was like you know new signing odious mortem and i was just like what like no fucking <laughs> way that's so cool hell, hell yeah. yeah and uh i was like really proud of them and everything and then like casey got into decrepit like a week later 
um <laughs> and uh decrepit was awesome and then like i was talking about earlier like i knew like the guys in like residual echoes and the new thrill parade and it seemed mm. like everyone that i was like friends with was just like getting signed like a um and mammatus like a uh, residual echoes was on um holy mountain records with mammatus and they were going on tour and i was just like man i just gotta like at least go on tour and put out a record and have yeah. a face page before i die <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's all i do wanted. it it's the bucket list. List. yeah yeah it was it around. was kind of it kind of was like that's just i just wanted to like go on to it i was like i don't want to fucking die like thinking like yeah. man what if i like had like tried at least like could have gone on tour once oh dude know? i mean for me like one of my big bucket list tours was t- touring with black dahlia murder like in that that whole thing was like so crazy fun and like crazy probably the coolest tour i ever did one of them also the you know summer slaughter with necrophages but i just remember that black dahlia tour was just like, <laughs> oh <laughs> that picture dude i took that picture i was like brian, brian and andrew look like identical best backstage <laughs> <laughs> so anthony explain to the audio listeners what we're looking at here so for the audio listeners well i Dude, all I can stare at is Andrew's fucking shirt because I'm so jealous that he has that shirt. It's He's not got the point. Get to it. Huh? Okay. Do, exactly. do, do, do they Joel, look Joel, alike? Joel, explain the, the Okay, so, so we were backstage with Brian, and then Andrew was like, it was, I think it was a key club or it was some something like that in LA. And uh, Brian was, and actually, Brian Slagle was back there too from Metal Blade. But, um, I remember going like Andrew, you look fucking a lot like Brian. And I was like, Brian, get over here. And I like made them take a picture together. Brian and Brian made a weird face. Yeah, he made like a weird face for it. But <laughs> Andrew's just all, yeah, man. Because it's like a it's unlimited paps. Like There's like 300 paps back there, and like all these, you know, yeah. shit. All their writer stuff with the shots and all the things. But um, yeah, I, I made them take a picture, and Brian made kind of a funny face. But I still see. They looked like walking around. I was like, I think I called Brian Andrew once, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> it definitely like, looks like yeah. Andrew's like the younger brother in this. Yeah, situation. yeah. Did didn't Andrew get mistaken for him or something? Didn't she? there was? You guys look so like. I mean, or he was like talking to chicks or something, being like, "Yeah, dude, I'm the guy from Dollar or something." Like, <laughs> he's like, "I'm the guy from Gypsy Hawk," or wasn't even yeah. then yet. I don't even know. All no, right, it's not around. All right, okay, I'll I'll, I'll throw myself under the. Us right here. Uh, you remember? Here. I have no idea. I feel like Joel was like, "Dude, you got to meet the guy from Black Dolly. You guys look exactly the same." <laughs> and uh, I was like, "Okay." I was like, "Oh, he kind of looks like me." Um, cool. And maybe someone like mistaked me for him. I can't remember, oh, but okay. um, then we went to the Rainbow afterwards, oh. and I was talking to this chick, and uh, I was like, "Hey, I'm the dude in Black Dolly murder." <laughs> she was like, "Really?" You want to go do cocaine in the bathroom with me? I was like, I don't, I don't do drugs, but I'll go to the bathroom with you anyway. And uh, I went to the bathroom, and uh, and whatever, like nothing really happened. But um, the next day, you guys were playing in like Pomona or something, and I went out to that show too. And you were like, dude, that chick you were talking to in the bathroom that you said you were in the Black Dahlia murder. She's friends with them. She told them how you were going around telling everyone you were. I was like, what? Oh, no. I don't even remember that. Jesus Christ. That's right. That's right. I remember some crazy story with it. Which I wouldn't have even thought of if Joel was. Uh, Whatever. Obviously, we were partying. I drank all of their Paps Blue Ribbon. Um, 
and oh she God. was wow. in the bathroom and uh and stuff Jeez. and uh um so yeah but um i was like oh shit i was really embarrassed and uh <laughs> you were like they didn't really care i don't know if they did or not they, they probably didn't care because i don't even remember <laughs> yeah that's i mean there's been times where they've cared where i brought people backstage and they have fucked up their backstage room and stuff i was, there was there like that night yeah, was night yeah oh yeah it was one member of animosity so um <laughs> <laughs> and uh so i remember after that like because one of them was just hammered and they're they have bottles everywhere they have their fucking their clothes and shit and bags and stuff it's like the main backstage of slims and one dude is so drunk he's like ah whatever dude just like drink takes one sip off a vodka bottle like chugs it and just slams it against the wall and it just like shatters all over bags and stuff yeah i'm just like and then i'm sitting there and, and they're like uh the tour manager's like joel so it felt like a reality show kind of now that i look at watch that whole Ozfest thing the other night uh-huh. but joel and they brought me and i was standing on the ground level of of slims while all of black dahlia was just like so what's going on what what happened what's going on i was like yeah. i was like i mean i was all close with them at that time so it was wasn't that bad but at the time i was like i mean one of someone got super hammered and they blew it and i'm sorry yeah, and, yeah, and they were about to go on animosity was about to tour with bike dahlia like in a month or two and so yeah. and um i remember like that, uh yeah. hanging out with that person afterwards and um they're like dude they're gonna kick us off the tour they don't want us on the tour now yeah. <laughs> and i was like i don't I mean, I didn't throw a fucking bottle against the wall. You know, it's like at Slim's to like shatter it and like all this alcohol goes everywhere. And then like, I'm like, just I'll talk to him. And we both talked to him and I was like, he's blacked out. He won't, he's not going to drink much. He doesn't really drink much in the beginning. So that's why like he was chugging vodka and he blacked mm-hmm. out and did something stupid. It was like, I was like Gene, in the Hoag- car Gene, Hoagland, Gene Hoagland was backstage. I remember that. Like, shit. Yeah, everyone yeah, was like that. Well, I made it. I made a uh, idiot of myself. That, we all made idiots of ourselves that night. Dude. We I got in a car drinking. accident right before that too. I was like, Bryce got pulled over. My wife got yeah. pulled over with me and said person you were talking about earlier, yeah. and Dan Kenny all passed out in the car. It was it was a mess. It was only liquor bottles. There was no beers. We were just hitting yeah. vodka and Jaeger bottles that whole night, and yeah, I literally just made an idiot of myself and black dahlia was being super sweet and like and um uh you know r.i.p trevor and and brian was like yeah bring whoever you want back we 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 trust you and then that that happened and the trust was a little little worn that was where it went too far yeah because we could have all done what we were doing and been fine but what was happening in that one room you're talking about that and i was telling him i was like i had I had to be the dude to be like, well, you got, I mean, do what you need to do, man. Like, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I'll, I'll vouch for him as much as I can. I don't really agree with what happened back there either. I'm pretty pissed. So yeah. like, I was like, we, pissed. Were, we like, weren't there to do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was like, really? Like, you're going to fucking go back there and just like destroy like, like all the free alcohol you have and stuff and like throw it against walls. And I'm like, yeah, we're like, I don't know. We were invited into that environment. So other than yeah. just drinking too much and being blood silly, like, yeah, blubbering yeah. idiots, that's all we did. But that person went a little farther. <laughs> yeah. And they're <laughs> one of the chiller people too. That's what made it funnier. But uh, looking back in retrospect, but uh, yeah, hey, I, was, guys, go I was gonna say, uh, it's amazing what the the headliner gets that you do not. Um, oh yeah, not as a 
uh, a complaint. It's just like, man, being the headliner is the dopest. Well, like, it's no we, complaint for us because we joined that tour and they're like, oh, three quarters of it's sold out already <laughs> without even even being added to the flyer. Like, you're already mm-hmm. sold out. Like, it's like, yeah. we just want to show people you guys, you know? Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. I made yeah, it like well, extra, like, fuck, sorry, dude. <laughs> like, you know? well, well, like Casey was saying about going to the Black Dahlia murder, how that was like, a real big deal for him because he was a real big fan when i've got a the the email from the dude at the the agency the booking agent the josh i can't remember his name's probably he's still on my phone was it the was it the agency yeah 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 i think that was black dahlia's at the time probably he booked like all those bands i think yeah, yeah. and he hit me up he's like hey would you guys like to go on tour with the sword and i was like I did a fucking Aaron Rodgers like oh my god I, I was like like <laughs> I, I love that was that was another band that made me want to like uh like touring stuff too because I was like like I was saying I was like I can't do death metal I want to do this uh something that's like stoner rock Longzilla meets uh death and then I heard the sword I was like dude they're kind of like on that next part where Josh called me up I had just moved back to LA uh, yeah and he's like Dude, you have no idea what this band is I just heard at the record store. They're like a mix of mammoths. <laughs> That's not Josh. Clean face Andrew, dude. And, and I, yeah. And uh and I got really into them. And so um, and like I said, I just like all I wanted to do was go on a tour, and then I got offered to go on tour with the sword, which was like the band the existing band that would have made the most sense that I would want to go on tour with the most. And uh, we got to do that, and um, we were in um, Baton Rouge. It was like we did two legs of the tour. It was like a week in the middle, and, and uh, the the last night of the first leg was in Baton Rouge, and then we had a nice big green room. We were all sharing together, and we come in after I think it was after the sword set, you know, and we get told by the tour manager like, dude the dudes in the swords all had their wallets stolen and their cell phones. Uh, like, what's up with that? And, uh, it was like, like oh, we're broke. why are you asking me? I was like, who'd you bring up here? He's like, we didn't bring anyone up here. What are you talking about? It turned out it, and it turned into a whole fiasco. And then like from the rest of the tour, the second, like we had to be in a separate like green room from them. And they were like a little standoffish. They were still like mostly cool, but I think they were just kind of like, like a hint like, of you might have done this. You might yeah, have it, you might have yeah. done this. Like you guys sprinkle of that gypsy yeah. hawk, dude. What are you guys doing here? Dude? Yeah, I was yeah. like, dude, I've been the biggest punisher this whole tour, and you know it. Like, I just be like, hey, you guys remember when uh you came out with that uh album Age of Winters? And they're like, Yeah, our first album. And I was like, That was awesome. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was like that classic, the whole uh, time. I was like, Charlie. you can't possibly think I would steal your shit. I mean, um, but you could you could possibly think it if you think if you're an overthinker, you'd be like, Oh, he's so into it that he wants he wants our fucking like our personal property, dude. Like, yeah, you want, like you know, yeah, like, you don't you, want all their information, dude. <laughs> I, I guess that makes sense. I was like, that's definitely the guy. <laughs> I remember JD was like, I don't know why anyone would steal my phone unless they want to like have Lars Ulrich's phone number or something. <laughs> because <laughs> the fact when we played in San Francisco, Lars and James came up because they love the sword so much, and like we're hanging out with us. Jesus. And uh, they were also at the Metal Blade Showcase we did for the 30th anniversary one with um, Sacred Reich and um, mm-hmm. 
one of those other bands. Damn. Another band we didn't really feel. And Neil Hulse was there. Rest in peace. And I got to meet. Uh, he came Love back. Vegas. Luke Perry. Oh, Luke, he's a metal fan. Really? And he was oh, cool God. as fuck. Well, he I was just he? like, what's up? That's How's it going? Weird. I'm Luke. Nice to meet you. I was like, I know who you are. <laughs> I saw you on TV from age nine to sixteen. Yeah, almost every day. Wait, he's a metalhead. That's crazy. Yeah, he was there, and uh, yeah, he was really cool. And, awesome. Um, Damn. Uh, one of the guys got a picture with him. I didn't, but uh, but but it was that how same many secret metalheads there are, and like the it was Jason Momoa is like a, it's not secret, but there's the guy from uh, Breaking Bad that the guy with like kind of cerebral palsy. Yeah, and it's Breaking Bad. Remember that? No, I never actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. Show, yeah. Yeah. He shows up to Metal Shows. It's, it's like... not Jason Momoa. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> there are two different people. <laughs> <laughs> I went through two people, but Jason it's Momoa Jason will like. Momoa. <laughs> I'll have like, I'll have like friends like be like, oh, backstage. And it's just them and Jason Momoa. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like he's like super into metal. Like he's. That's what's up. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. the. Like the more kind of like baseline popular Metallica Slayer Pantera, like he's yeah, not like yeah. anything crazier than that. But like, yeah, that's there's 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 people too, like you know, like uh, Danny Care from Tool will just go to a Cattle Decap show or something, you know, like really. Just, he went to yeah. uh, a show that wow. uh, we played. We were on tour with Valiant Thor and Ramming Speed, but we only mm-hmm. did the East Coast leg. And when they did the West Coast leg, and we're playing in L.A., they they hit me up, and I don't, I don't know I. I think my phone was off or something, but they were like, dude, we're hanging out at Danny Carey's house. I guess he had gone to that show yeah, and yeah. was like, you guys should all come party at my house. He loved Valiant Thor that much. Yeah. No, the certain bands he just picks out, no matter if they're unsigned or anything, he's like, fuck yeah, he'll be there. You know, I'm like a six foot seven drumming monster. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's, uh, that's cool, man. Sword and fucking having. So did James, had? did you see them while you were playing? No. Okay. Okay. That's a that'd be a nightmare. That'd yeah. Be, uh, that would be. It that. was weird enough having the dudes in the sword like looking at us at soundcheck on the first show. Um, if fucking James Hetfield was there with his arms crossed, being like, "Let me see you do that," <laughs> I would have. I would have been like, so that, "You can end right." Those Intronaut got to tour with Tool because Danny Carey was into him and Joe Lester. You know Joe Lester, right? Yeah, I know yeah. Joe Lester. Yeah, yeah, we actually played a show with the uh, with them as well. Uh, but I know Joe Lester because he went to Santa Cruz. Yeah, um, that's crazy. Yeah. Talk to him on the show. Go back to his episode, listeners. If you, yeah, uh, yeah that's right, man. Yeah, Santa Cruz was was a cool place. Like I didn't really mind <laughs> there. I thought it was pretty fun. Like oh, we had some reserve good times. forty. Like wasn't you know wasn't all bad. You know, it was pretty pretty. Why awesome. am I the only one holding the forty? And, uh, Jesus, this is the, this Jesus is the first David was Jack Daniels, dude, an Emmeth hoodie, yeah. dude. David always had to have the cutty under yeah. shit. I know, I know. Joel's favorite band of the time. Uh, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. See, Josh needs to fucking come on the show too. I've dude. tried. He was gonna, him, uh, tried so many mentioned so many times, dude. He has, and he's That's... a drummer. He was a drummer in a band too. He's got a band to talk about as well. He needs to be on, dude. And shout out to Josh, Josh because he's the out, same dude. dude. I, I have I have texts from him from a day or two ago. Go check out this band, dude. They're fucking sick. Yeah. They have elements of this and elements of he's doing the same thing he did he showed me so many cool bands when i was younger like 
like Gorod and like oh, I mean, so many bands. Like if, if it comes to if, if we're all metaphorically digging in the dirt for all the underground shit, that dude has dug the deepest. Yeah, out of oh, his yeah. he was insatiable. Yeah. He's dug the deepest and the widest out of all of us and just is always finding all these awesome little trinkets that are buried underneath the crust of the planet. Crust. Oh, yeah. Crust. Crust punk. What up? <laughs> no, he was... I, I still hold one thing over him till the day I die. was like... And even fucking Anthony, uh, Anthony Jesus, Josh, all right, um, Andrew brought up um, a thing in a group chat the other day about how... I was like, dude, Spawn Obsession, you guys have to see Spawn Obsession, they're the sickest, and Josh was all, nah, they're not that good. <laughs> like, <laughs> when, I first, when I first met Odious, it was, I first met uh, David outside, because he was underage and couldn't go inside to an origin show in Aptos, and uh, it was me, David, and Josh smoking cigarettes outside. I was 19 or 20, and um, I, was, yeah, I was 20, and um, I was like, he's all fucking, it's all about, uh, god damn it, what's the band? before Derek Boyer's old band uh deprecated deprecated he's old um uh, deprecated they were just all just deprecating me they were like getting so deprecating and uh <laughs> I was like okay I'll well, check him out I'm like dude with spawn of possession and and Josh was all oh I heard a song by them yeah right. <laughs> no, on the way home I was probably yeah. driving sober the truck we were all just lying in the back with a yeah. bottle of wild turkey right. and Josh was like dude that band spawn of possession that guy was talking about not that good <laughs> <laughs> and then you're in the band two days later i was like oh you guys so I, I never let i never let him live that down because like because <laughs> i like that's like because he finds uh, all the cool right. things so i like i like i found necrophages or you guys already heard necrophages but i i was yeah. like necrophages so like yeah we heard necrophages and i was all spawn of possession i'm like they're like josh is like nah because i don't think he actually <laughs> Yeah. My guess is, if I were to guess, because he was the guy to find the music for everyone, the fact that he didn't really know much about him, he was like, nah, Remember the good. face he would make? He'd be like, dude, no. no, <laughs> no. <Yeah>. But, <laughs> dude, he would even turn me on to still some like hip-hop yeah. shit that I love to this day, too. So it wasn't just metal. Like, yeah. He had... He's always down the right vein of what you what it won't always hit with you what he shows you but sometimes it'll fucking hit aggressively you know he's I, always th this is the thing with Josh Josh he would gain you respect enough to where if he had something that he wanted you to listen to you would actually sit down and listen yeah yeah him. well he'd make a big deal about it too he'd make a big you wouldn't just be like oh whatever dude it actually is like you put it into the gear where you're like all right I'm gonna try and absorb this right now and give my review to him because that's what he wanted yeah he just wanted to show music to people to be like what do you think you want to be like it? a certain party be like let's, oh let's have a, let's oh. Have a conversation about it yeah <laughs> and, and he was like, what yeah, it really is all about dude is just having the conversation about it and and those yeah. were probably 80 percent of 75 percent of what we talked about in those days were just like check out what i like what do you like? Well, there now, is a human instinct though that we've talked about a million times about like showing each other shit. Like, so like when people want to show me shit, I kind of I'm not like excited to like check it out for some reason. I still have it. it on your own. There's yeah, yeah, that, yeah. There's that sub sub. You want to be the first to find out about discover it. Discover it first. So it's if like you a don't human... discover it first, it already gets knocked down when you yeah yeah. To it. 
Josh yeah. would like bring you by the warm fire. He'd be like, "All right, dude, pack you bowl. <laughs> yeah. like, All right, yeah, pack like, a bowl. He's like, trust me. For you. He's like, trust me, trust me. And it's like you trust Josh to like, okay, he's gonna show me Perfect something interesting. Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna be my thing. I don't know if it's gonna be like what I'm gonna be or uh, my new favorite band, but it's definitely gonna be interesting. And there's been many times where I'm just like, yeah, man, cool. And I'm just like, oh, shit, I really do like this. this <laughs> yeah, is really yeah. sick. Like, yeah. like Josh yeah. showed me Canvas Solaris the first time. Or yeah, yeah. All, Anata or like a bunch of bands. I've never uh, carry carry gear. I'm going to give carry gear both those bands. Posthumous Blast. <laughs> I would give Canvas. <laughs> yeah. Me, but I mean, like, right. Carrie and like we like we would hang with Josh a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you guys. But Carrie was like closer to you. And we were closer to Josh in the beginning. And then we all kind of like. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no. It's all about like who, because it it does make an impact on you, like a band that you really are into, whether you know, like who showed it to you, yeah. <laughs> like how did you find, how did you procure this band? If you if you procured it on your own, then that actually kind of gives it a little, yeah, little juice. Well, like, well, yeah, yeah like I'm the one that found it's it. It's a conundrum yeah. because <laughs> once you discover something, then you want to give it to all your homies who want to have that same feeling. So it's like, but you're, we still to come to the homies because we respected each other Gotta to be like okay no I, you're not just some random person trying to show me some fucking prosthetic cunt band or something like that you know but at the same time though what's what's the feeling that you get when you're excited you're like you're like i found the band that i need to show my friends and then like josh or someone's still like eh <laughs> right <laughs> you're so excited and then you just and then that brings even more competition and everyone's like wait you like the like you know, the band that he showed you guys but my band that i showed you sucks <laughs> i gotta give <laughs> him spastic competition spastic ink is the one that i went into his room at the furniture oh, drum. He had the biggest room okay. out of all you guys surrounded by records and he's just like sit down and no, listen to that's this not the one. that's not the person well, well, you Josh. brought spastic. You spot. You brought spastic to the house. <laughs> see, see, I still have it. See, look at me. I'm like reacting to you. Like my brother showed it to me. Like before I met Casey or anyone. Like, I know. I, I just did that with Canvas because that's true. I brought Canvas. That to the is house. so that's funny. Like, that's like also I care about that. I'm like no, no, no. I, no, I definitely care him. about it still. It was me. <laughs> wasn't him. It was just, like why? Who gives a shit? We're fucking forty. I know, dude. But it did it matter, together. like so at a funny. time when you were younger. Like there was the new kid who came to the school that, like, sort of brought punk rock and introduced it to us. Yep. And um, even though we were sort of like teetering on that edge at that point, because like Nirvana was dead, and like we had read the Nirvana book and like knew that it was like punk rock was the influence. And uh, he was like, "You hear this band? You hear this band? This band?" We're like, "No, this is so cool." And I remember like there was this he like finally got mad at it was like after like a year and a half and he's like none of you guys ever bring any music into the i have to introduce you guys to everything and i was like hey hey i showed you gutter mouth he's like all right andrew brings at least one band <laughs> 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 stuff like that and uh so good. but it like but especially back then it was hard I, like how do you find you just go buy the record you have to find it physically you have to yeah have it. Yeah, you can't just yeah, be like, here's a link. You read your magazine reviews. You... But then there's yeah, yeah. like, oh. oh, you bought that? Did you even hear it before? Have you even heard that before? <laughs> right. You bought that? You never even heard it before? You're like, no, you played it for me the other day. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> or you just that was just stupid kid show. You go yeah. the artwork and the record just label. Or... I, I remember when David bought that dripping CD. 
Yeah. Um, and he was just, I was like, how'd you know that this would be good? He's like, well, first of all, it had the name Dripping. I was like, okay. He's like, uh, it's from New Jersey. I was like, all right. He's like, and it was produced by a Japanese guy. And I was like, so that's and how you knew it'd be good. Name is yeah. like a sentence, and all the song names are sentences. Yeah. And he's, he's that like, that's the, he's all, that's the formula. Is all <laughs> Jersey Japanese <laughs> producer. I was like, okay, so I just gotta find <laughs> looking stuff with a Japanese producer. Um, Which, now, the, yeah. that, dripping is kind of lumped into the category of like the cutting off the boundaries because they'll cut into a hip hop beat or techno beat or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or a sample. And yeah, that is like the the defined lines between genres, the genre hopping thing that Bungle made so popular. But the blending of things that we're talking about is something that's more new at least done well enough to be accepted yeah i would think of like think of a band like um yeah bungle but also like for death metal would be like sleep terror where it'd be like yeah but then you got to just figure out the goddess you got to just figure out the goddess that blends the yeah blending shit better where it's like oh it brings you into something and then drops a heavy thing into it and like brings you out of it and it's like i think people with especially the producing because back then you guys were everyone was just fucking people in garages and their own jam studios they weren't like sitting at their fucking like 50 million core computers going like oh well i'm gonna go ahead and drop this into this in the sample bring this cut this up blah blah like now all the, those tools are there and i think it's made it more of a smooth transition to have more uh genres if you and you just look at that as the natural progression of things i guess it's Things get exponentially weird no matter what we're talking about, whether it be art or technology. I'm not trying to make it a technology conversation now because I actually want to get into Andrew. I want to get into his childhood. We oh, are two years into this, and I want to know what <laughs> it was like to be Andrew Packard. Uh, it's too late now. Him. It's too late. Too. <laughs> No, I'm. I'm do I, do I need to pay Chris Barnes in this, dude, especially <laughs> since you're an OG friend of ours, and I want I want to know what it was like to be you before I met you. And you said you started playing guitar at 11, so I want to know what that first decade was like. I want to know um, what type of music your family was into, what you were hearing as a child. You know, or if, if it wasn't even music, if it, it was art or something else that that grabbed you creatively. Okay. Um, well, okay. So uh, I guess since you brought up what my parents were listening to, I grew up in a house where um, my dad said the Rolling Stones were the greatest band, and my mom said the Beach Boys were the greatest band. Wow. And uh, and then there was also a lot of my dad's also really into classical music, so that was always present. And they tried to get me to take piano lessons in first grade, and that did not stick. That, didn't I, stick. I, I didn't like being told what to do. Or, yeah. or I, and also, yeah. I wasn't even that into music. I kind of like the first music I was like actually into. I think was "Do the Bartman," <laughs> uh, <laughs> "Sing the Blues." And I remember like. We go to my grandparents' house and like the I didn't know how to work the cable because we didn't have cable at my house. Uh and but my cousin had been there recently and she was like 
seven years older and so she had it on the mtv channel and i would just sit there like i guess waiting for the do the bartman video to come on because i love the simpsons so much um and then um and then i think i for some reason music started jiving with me and i remember for my ninth birthday i asked for um michael jackson's dangerous that had just come out yeah i probably liked it because uh macaulay culkin was in the video and i did too really cool to me um right said fred i like that song i'm too sexy a lot um crisscross it just come out hell yeah they would make you jump and there was a fourth of vanilla ice of course oh and hammer hammer was that like hammer was the crisscross no crisscross or what no crisscross crisscross yeah crisscross okay they made you jump. I actually like made a music. We, me and my friend, my friend and I, uh, made a rap video where we put on our clothes backwards and we jumped did in you, my. Jumped I went in the as pool. far as wore my clothes backwards to school, and then yeah, and I did too. I did <laughs> one day. One day. Being at a urinal is really difficult. Yeah, it didn't work <laughs> yeah. out. You need a whole fucking costume department to help. But you at, take at that at that age, you pull your pants all the way down though. So it doesn't really. You, I never you, did that. I'm know. sure you, you did. never did that. You yeah, definitely did that. And then zip down. You know your the right right? Dude, you you pull them all the way down. No, that's that's for first grade. You pull them all the way down because you don't know what the I fuck to do. First grade. I just it. I just flopped over the top. <laughs> well, what talking about? Girl, I I put my wiener across the trough. <laughs> I fucking turn around and point it backwards, dude. What are you talking? About? Uh, it's been a while since I've been in first grade. I, turn I wore a diaper. Every, I, there's still I see people sometimes like in in like adult things when they have theirs like almost to their kneecaps like down, and they're pissing like at a urinal. I'm like, cool. So um, your butt's out, your booty's out. Uh, but weird. when I was a kid, you don't you don't have there's I didn't know that wearing boxers was cool until. I was had tidy whities in my junior high school gym class, and everyone else was like, "What the fuck are you wearing, you fucking idiot?" That's, you know. Well, Joel, I don't know how to explain that, but all I can talk about is how I like to take a piss, and it was definitely not with my pants backwards. Nah, I, I like yeah. to have a nice fly. In the I didn't say down. backwards. I said like it's, 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 it's it wouldn't just, it just it wouldn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter if they're backwards or forwards if they're at your fucking ankles. Is all yeah, but it's, it's bad Joel physics. His cheeks it, until fifth grade, yeah, dude. It's all, it's all bad physics. Like you guys are all lying. You guys all did it. No, you guys no, are all no well, you didn't do first it. grade. So, I don't like liars. I don't know. So just no, the that point you're lying. is, I'm gonna be. <laughs> to think about I'm it, though, like serious right now, dude. I have no memory of ever pulling my pants. I don't have a memory either. I don't either, dude. I know that's a kid piss thing. You just you just pull your pants down. You're a kid piss thing. Whatever, dude. You have a green hat that matches your background. I can't even see your fucking head. <laughs> You're the one who still pulls his pants down to take a piss. Yeah, Whatever, I did it last week, dude. <laughs> it actually probably that is was... pretty free feeling. You just, I mean, you know, there's probably geniuses who are like, yeah, this is obviously the way you take a piss. Like, no, a logical way. No. Yeah, uh, Einstein might have done it till his, you know, late thirties. He might have. Yeah. He might have, because yeah, you know, getting a drip on there is always a risk. Otherwise. <laughs> I'm yeah. now imagining Einstein literally taking a piss with his pants down his by his knees. Working I want the out. listeners to imagine <laughs> it. He's like, I don't remember what my what what door I'm supposed to go to to go to sleep, but here's this equation in my head. Yeah, he he's probably had his missing sharpie. the urinal. He's shooting to the side. He doesn't even care, dude. 
Yeah. It's just like E equals MC squared, dude. Coming up with the theory of relativity. He can't be bothered with focusing yeah, with not pants. getting a drop on his pants. Yeah. So yeah. okay, Joel, you are the okay. Einstein of, of playing <laughs> bass. And you put your, put you your, put pants, your pants down, down as a grown man. So down, you can think dude. about sick bass lines. Anyway. <laughs> uh, These are all liars. All right, keep going. But MC Hammer was a shit. And that was my first concert I went to. Oh, my friend's yeah. mom took me. Sick. And uh, his son, her son, my friend, and another friend. And it was back row uh, seats at the at Irvine Meadows. Uh, when it, now it's Verizon. I think they changed it again, but it was Verizon Wireless. But it was rad. And I I remember uh, I just learned the word virgin, and I asked my friend Nick. <laughs> I was like, "Are you a virgin?" And he's like, 19 year old girls standing in front of us looked back like, "What the fuck?" And his mom was like. They just learned that word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I was like, dude, what's up with the vagina when you, you know, mess, like, <laughs> like, I remember like mispronouncing fucking. Uh, I, I was a vagina. Until I was definitely did, did teach us <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I remember asking my dad, like, what's a vagina? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> when I didn't yeah, even, I my dad didn't, I, I remember that memory. I don't know why. I remember, I don't remember what road we were on in Aptos. I'm like, what's a vagina? Like, I thought it was vagina for like a long time. But... I thought it was too. I don't. The speaking yeah. of, you might remember that show we played. What, what was it? The in Hollywood, the Key Club or something? Or no, no, is it the uh, Knitting Factory? And after we played, it turned into like a industrial gothic like nightclub. Yeah, that was in the Knitting <laughs> Factory. Knitting Factory, right? Yeah, it was like right after the Death Metal show ended. It was like boom. Now it's like a gothic like immediately. First picture and I was have like on my bondage, my everyone's in bondage, like all the shit. And it's like Knitting pictures factory. of Anthony or or no Andrew like dancing with like a Death Metal yeah. show. Yeah, you wearing a like, carnivorous. That's my shirt, first dude. picture on Hollywood. Yeah, that was Facebook. Funny. I think or no, Kate. Yeah, uh, Joel's wearing the carnivorous shirt. I, I, I damn, just you remember, remember always seeing that clearly? in the MySpace days, being like that guy's wearing a carnivorous shirt. But then you don't remember pissing with your pants to all the way down as a kid? <laughs> Dude, I don't fucking remember doing that. I'm I don't remember honest. either. I would I would die on that hill with you if it was in I just love memory. that we think that we just know how to do everything right off the bat. Like, yeah, first grade, it's like, yeah, this is how you do everything. Look, I got all this shit down. You wear these pants, you do this thing. Like, you're just... Um, I, like, I, I used to try to arc... Oh, yeah, this, just... is, this is how honest I am. I can remember more times <laughs> shitting my pants... Than ever pulling my pants down to pee. My oh, first yeah, I can tell funny was... stories about shitting my pants when I was a kid, but I, I don't here's remember the... ever pulling my shorts down. Here, here's the number one problem with, with with that is like you're done, then you gotta you gotta bend all the way down and pull your shorts up. Yeah, now your face your is in the urinal. Sick, dude. Yeah, that's fun. Like bend down all naked and pick up your fucking trousers. Some extra like, trickle. Look, you're a fucking toddler. Splash, dude. The splash. <laughs> you're a toddler. Well, a toddler. You haven't watched TV. You're you haven't. You don't doing it last Tuesday. No, you said you're doing it in third grade, though. Yeah, I thought third grade. Thursday. Why'd you go up by two grades? You two graded me right there. By third grade, I knew not to do that. I'm just saying. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I'm saying I was. You're the one that's Cross. hanging on to this. No, Chris Cross was no. Next I'm, time I talk to Chris Barnes, I'm like, you gotta make fun of Joel. <laughs> oh yeah, it's gonna be a part two with Chris Barnes for sure. <laughs> Chris, no, Chris Cross was first grade. Job, Chris Cross was first grade, so I said it didn't matter that I went to the bathroom because I threw my pants on the ground because I was a fucking toddler, um, and I pissed like okay. how I pissed without okay. any instruction. Okay, I got gotcha. like you guys all did and won't admit. If we ever I will, get, Chris I will Barnes, cleanly um, admit it. If that we ever get Joel wanted. 
people to see his booty cheeks. Because how would I piss correctly with my fucking crisscross <laughs> pants on backwards? Like, do the math. Like, come on, green hat, motherfucker. All right. Dude, my hat matches the background <laughs> know. because of the fucking lighting. Okay, I'm sorry. It's a gray beanie. It's good lighting, though. Decent beanie. Black. <laughs> it's a great beanie. All right. So, all right, Andrew, tell me about yeah. um, um, getting into adolescence. You said 11 was when you started playing guitar. Right. Um, so I want to know about friends and shit, too. Was it cousins, friends, brothers, sisters? Who was well, feeding you music at a young age? My brother was feeding me some music, um, but I was, uh, he, my brother's 15 years older than me and he grew up. So in, in 1983, when I was born, he was 15 living in the Valley into thrash. And he was there like with Metallica from the beginning. And yeah. he turned me on to DRI um, at a, at, after I started getting to rock and roll, but like, I don't know how I started listening to rock and roll. Uh, I think I just was sort of naturally liking music. And I went from like listening to like, I graduated from MC hammer to naughty by nature with hip hop hooray. When I saw them play it on a, in living color. And then I think I like heard the chili peppers or Pearl jam or something like that. And I started like wanting to watch um, MTV and was like, sort of being like, I'm into rock and roll now. And then I remember my friend was like, do you do, do you like Nirvana? I was like, Nirvana sucks, even though I never heard them before. (laughs) And then when I saw the fucking um, heart shaped box video, like premiere, it was the first time I heard Nirvana. And I just went like, what the fuck is this? I want to play guitar. And that, it just sort of like, that's when I said, uh, dad, I want to play guitar. He's like, cool. I already bought you a bass, but kept it for myself because my dad was (laughs) in bands when he was younger. And he told me later, like that he i don't take his word with a grain of salt whatever but he bought this fucking rad fender p bass and he said he wanted to give it to me to like so i would get into playing rock and roll uh but then when he got it and was like playing it he was like i'm just gonna keep this for myself but i was seeing him play bass and i was like that is cool like playing i didn't even know the difference was between a guitar and a bass at the time um and uh so when i told him like finally later like yeah i want to play guitar he was like hell yeah and he got me a squire strat for my 11th birthday and at that point kirk cobain had killed himself and that mm. was really devastating that was fucking weird when you're what like, kind of shotgun did you dead by sorry i need to go pee <laughs> that's cool um that's cool it was uh yeah so yeah that's a devastating thing dude that's so it, and you were saying you were about to say a weird thing for somebody at that age to yeah i mean how many 10 year olds like know about like suicide really and like that's how they learn about My, it. yeah i'm i'm a father of three and so far i've never really had that discussion with any of them <laughs> you know it's a tough one to yeah and then you just hear about it with your hero or whatever if you're a nirvana fan at that time yeah i was like is this a thing that happens like does this happen to other people who are like like michael jordan didn't kill himself for all the kids who love basketball joe montana didn't like you know john lennon didn't it was a a very strange and very like uh hard to deal with um at a young age but i don't uh, think i've actually fully dealt with it to be honest i think i was one of those kids that was like oh shit 
that's weird. I'm going to divert my attention to other popular aspects of fucking whatever, you know, right. Put my attention to that. Cause that's crazy. You know, totally. Absolutely. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, I don't really remember exact, but I think I was very fortunate and I could probably a lot of people could say the same thing that like, uh, like a band like green day came out at that time. Right. And like, and they were just like that song, um, uh, basket case. Yeah. So I'm like starting to learn guitar and that came out and that's a easy song to learn how to play on guitar. And it was just like, okay, cool. And so it was nice, like having this, like, um, wanting to learn guitar and learn how to play songs and like being interested mm-hmm. in songs that aren't, you know, it's not like I was at a rush or something like probably would have discouraged me and been like, this sucks. I don't want to do yeah. it. It was like, <laughs> for me, that suck. time it was like green day and then offspring that smash album, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, the feeling of, uh, connecting with the song on some level and then, uh, being able to play it, on an instrument whatever instrument you decide to try and play it on and then succeeding that that feeling at a young age is is probably literally the main root of why any of us continue trying to do something in music right yeah when when it's something that you know even if it's you were saying the songs are easy to learn and play but to accomplish something even at a low beginner level shows you that you can get to the, you know, the end of the journey of learning a song and execute it. And, and then you move on to the next challenge, you know? Exactly. Then it's like, what's next? Totally. Cause you had to, like, it wasn't, um, you know, I had to learn like some scales and, some basic stuff. I was taking guitar lessons. So it was like not fun at first, but then once my guitar teacher was like, okay, let's like learn a song you want to learn. And then you're actually playing it and you're playing along to the CD. It was just like, you know, at that age, it's fucking incredible. Uh, Dude. Yeah. Just to reiterate the fact that you had a connection with the song. It's not about, because uh, you know, you talk about the parents wanting you to play piano at a young age and it didn't click same thing happened with me dude when you say that i think about my my time with piano and it it, i was learning what i should have been learning but i wasn't connected to the music that i was playing so i wasn't excited about what i was doing and so if there's a way to translate that into just finding a song that the kid actually connects with I think the the main thing is what I've been learning later on in life because I like hate like what Andrew did in school at UCSC like what he's done later on life like I don't have that in me at all like I don't I don't have and but there has been certain teachers that have made me excited about it and made me get into it and sometimes the way people teach shit I'm just like I don't I just can't follow I'm just you know I'm like Jesus it's fucking you're just talking about academics in general. Yeah, but like to get into something. I mean, the first time I ever fucking like what Andrew was saying, the first time I've talked about it, you know, before, but like the first guitar lesson, my mom's like, I got you a guitar lesson with uh, he's in that band Montrose, which is like a big, it was like a classic rock band. Oh, yeah. And uh, he like, he, he, it was, Sammy at, Hagar uh, was in that band. 
Yeah, it was the he uh, it was like a Capitola guitar st- or music store in Capitola by Big Five on Forty First Avenue. But she dropped me off there, and he's just like, "All right, so here's the major scale." And I'm like, a kid going like, "Do Rami Faso like fuck?" Yeah, you're life. just at school. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, first of all, get me to fucking now. I like love the major scale and understand how it works, and, and, and like I understand all the ins and outs of it. But to start me off with like. Dorado. I was like, brother, like, get me psyched on it first. You know, I want, I want to play guitar. I want to hear me playing by Michael Jackson on the Dangerous album, dude. Well, I just want to hear me playing to something, though. I want to hear me playing a song. That's a killer, catchy riff that most kids. Actually, the first guitar riff most like guitar players back then were learning. Like they would teach you was this fucking Teen Spirit. Smells like Teen Spirit. They're just like, yeah. they're like, they're all put your fingers nah, like nah, this. They're all done and done. Power chord is damn it. And they're like, whoa, it sounds like the radio thing I heard, you know. Yeah. And then once you make that connection of like, whoa, I'm playing music, kind of, I want to do this more and keep progressing. It it's doesn't like, still power in you once you do a power chord. Yeah, I yeah, oh, yeah. I definitely was like, this is all I need to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For a while. And then drop D came along. You're just like, dude, what the fuck? This is power chord. Yeah, like, everywhere. I basically, took power chords <laughs> and like the like uh, twelve bar blues. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of all I've needed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, actually, if I pick up a guitar right now, like the first thing I'll do is like a a pentatonic run because it's fun. It's like I I feel like I can like like just kind of like have soul to something and not just feel like i'm like kind of like i'm like like i know the whole like pentatonic across the fretboard so i'm like yeah so and fucking tastic the yeah it's so much fun you can you can express yourself on it just freestyling in any mindset just go like i'm gonna solo for do some fun bends there's like the like what's cool the pentatonic stuff is of course doing like a hammer on kind of things with it and like moving into different positions and stuff but like yeah like I I remember like seeing this little like string skipping trick like on that song images where you're like cacophony it's like mm-hmm. lily, lily, lily. it's like this like you skip over these strings and, and do like a like say like say you pentatonic whatever E minor or something and you're like you're going like third string to first string and then you go to fourth string to second string and then fifth string to yeah yeah or third string anyways but really patterns yeah. and you can like and you can jump around there's so many positions and like and and it's like i mean of course knowing major and minor scales and modal scales and altered scales and chromatic scales and all these different things and whatever but like it, it's so cool like uh like e- even all the jazz greats and all the dudes like use pentatonics because those intervals and the way that they're combined like pentatonics just are so great like yeah you gotta, gotta take out those two notes sometimes the scale you know to get and those like just animals as leaders will use it and you yeah, just won't dude. know because they're tapping it or something and you're like oh, yeah oh. you know it's like it sounds like some proggy crazy yeah. thing but it's just pentatonic you know it's like, like it's like pentatonic and then like and then like major and minor kind of thing and then there's modal and those like three i mean there's way more than that but those three flavors are so like commonly usable like like as like a language in, in the sense of like you would just like speak that so in, in and they interchange those so well with added chromatics and things but it's like oh it's a little pentatonic and then a little minor major then a little dorian or like whatever it just like it's like flowing in and out of that stuff just gives you jam with people super it's easily basically all like everything you need at your fingertips because e- even Ooh, like in yeah. one 
and and with in one position you can you can be in one position and go in between like natural minor or dorian like with the pentatonic and it doesn't like have either of those notes in it doesn't have a sixth and so it's like you're not going to be yeah, like, the oh. same right there's, or there's like no... a minor pentatonic so you're not going to be like yeah. minor six or major six being like dorian or, or natural minor so it's like you can just like skip that and then pull it back in or not and so like you have like three different like uh identities of a minor but like you know what i mean like you can just so you're do saying so much. when you go to the cold stone of music and you get up there you're like you want all three of the flavors at once dude and what would be this the, well, then, the then of course phrygian too in there yeah so <laughs> well, i think it's the... three flavors and then i want some toppings too all the minors toppings in there. yeah <laughs> it's a little little cherries yeah i, yeah, I mean it, it, yeah you can just put in a little extra something on top but i um i wish i knew how to play scales on the piano better but um yeah i suck at piano but i think like the pentatonic is just like made for the guitar it's it, like yeah. you, it just fits that instrument so well it gives you so much control and you could just like do so much in a little space and then like replicate some of the same cool. patterns up and if you just like know a little bit more about there you can get so many more sounds and then it like gives you yeah. so much like space to like bend notes really big and get more out of it and just yeah. like really feel it like in like a hendrix sort of way um without like um if you yeah it's not so, it, it doesn't require as much like preciseness anyway it just is just like yeah. hey, this is the guitar you're just this like angry like, at the guitar yeah, you can like you can you can show that you're angry at or like want to yeah. show your emotion at an instrument because it's like all the yeah i i, I get i remember like learning comfortably numb by uh pink floyd on on the solo and like i was like looking at the tabs and i was like oh shit i'm just like it's all right here <laughs> i was <Yeah>. like <laughs> i was like yeah it's oh, like man, it's not like this crazy thing yeah changing <laughs> yeah. around yeah and i was like oh shit this is like my favorite solo of all time oh it's it's all <laughs> i can just get everything right here like, but you know like, if, you, if you take a piano you know there's like two black keys and then three black keys and then two black so if you start on e yeah. flat so it's like the of the two black keys the second one on the right you know if you start from there that is a pentatonic so if you play only black keys starting from there it's the same thing it's a pentatonic minor oh scale. that's cool yeah and then of course it relates to the major too so you know like just like e and, or e and g or whatever you could be like g flat same thing you could start on like g flat and then be like that's pentatonic, pentatonic major you know kind of thing it's like saying it's like sticking to the, all the white keys and like i'm in c minor or c uh, c major Sorry, no that's not right e, F, G. No, yeah g major yeah anyways whatever yes yeah, constant yeah if you think of it conceptually or F just like, minor. Like, for people uh, that like don't know piano at all to like do the white keys or in c dude <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> depending where you start it could be a mode or whatever but still like i mean i know that uh anthony knows how to play Dude, I'm okay. literally wish you like, were here what, on, what uh, uh, flavor is I got that words, I wish you were here, dude. I, I can well, that song, dude. That's all the just uh, I mean that's B minor. Oh no, wish you were here is whatever G. I got my wires crossed in that last statement, but the point is that like yeah, yeah, like, yeah I'm sorry. But the, the point is this relative major and minor, so like or E minor is G major, all that, but whatever. The point is that 
the point what you're getting at though is the that, drummer the drummer one of the most no, drilling that on stop, guitar stop it stop that God, <laughs> no, no, no. we're trying you to talk about it better than oh, anyone ah, stupid. that's the true i gotta say on, my friend to, to go to like a point and this you're getting yeah, drowned sorry. out by dumb the point okay. is what you're talking about pull down their pants and take a piss pull down your pants no you're talking about is is so so what you're doing is it's like a singer so you okay you know your range like okay this is like talking about comfortably numb b minor you know so like everything in that range dude like even physically with your fingers all the hot potato notes in between every chromatic note everything in that whole thing is a usable note like but your framework can be pentatonic but you just jump around that their hot potato notes don't hold on too long go back to the frame you know like the root notes and everything but, but that's just the theory of like what you're actually doing. But but the speaking and the singing, just like a singer being like super unique and that that's the fucking David Gilmore, like the soul, the bend, the sexy, the fucking the the terror, the scream, everything in the playing. That's all from the soul. That's that's like utilizing just like a singer does the palette of notes that can be hit as a voice. So, yeah. so he's playing as a singer on the yeah, guitar. Yeah. And he's yeah, singing yeah. that shit, and that's oh, why yeah. it goes to your soul. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. And, and the 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 technical right. part is the secondary analysis of what's actually, of course, being trying to think about at, from our brain what's actually happening. But like when it hits you like that, that's what it really. That's that's it, dude. That's all. Jesus, that, did you restart your computer and you come back like firing with fucking insane? I mean, great. I fucking music. music, dude. I love well, the, thing, well, the thing is, though, Casey. I love I that said, point. I've never thought about I, that way. What I said to you when you were restarting yeah. was like, like you know, a lot of people like you know my guitar lessons earlier were like, here's the major scale. I didn't hear like hot potato notes or so, you know that like makes it sort of the way you that, get taught. Peter so Puppin, my guitar teacher, is what I'm saying. You had a great great. teacher. I'm saying that's what I'm saying. You had well, yeah. a great teacher. It's like it's like when yeah. you have it's like it's, it's like a really important thing to have is have a great teacher or someone that makes you excited to do it. And like and that's a lot of people like go to school. They're like, I want to go do this thing, and they have a yeah. shitty teacher. And then the teacher kind of like turn, like I wanted to be into psychology when I was younger. I was like, oh, I'm the, yeah, all into psychology and stuff. And I, I had a teacher that sucked, and I was like, <laughs> uh, I don't want to do this anymore. You know. But there's like, and teacher, teachers can inspire you to make, like, you want to do something. Like, I would like to do this, like, to get like, kind of like a cool, like, awesome, like, like uh, a path where people they make it fun. They say hot potato notes. That, you know, like I've never heard that, but I get a hundred percent what you said when, like, when you yeah. said that. And, like the ones you can just jump. I in was basically play any note. Got, like, no, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I got five percent of what he said, but I paid attention <laughs> to one hundred percent of what he said because. He has those little, those. It little got me interested. Of That's the thing. Teachers are so important. Like, I'm like, oh, I should be paying yeah. attention. Oh, I wish I could make enough money great. teaching music. That'd be great, but it doesn't work that way. When you get older, but yeah, that I used to love that shit, man. I had some great professors. I, you know, it was so sad. I I just found out that one of my uh, my favorite teachers of all time in college like passed away like last year, and it was like the one year of his memorial. Uh, Andrew Spate. SF State, man, a great fucking saxophone player, and he was amazing, dude. And uh, I remember trying out for that jazz big band back then, and like he like picked me as the drummer and was super nice to me, and like was just like just super compliment, you know. I don't know. And then the teachers I had, they were like really great. But anyways, the point is that I love fucking 
people that can like take education like to, to the arts or like whatever it is but like say the arts art and music something like you know, specific and they can just teach you the technical shit but it's they still are just like no it's all about that side of the passion and everything like that and I, I went to other colleges before but san francisco state like dude they actually they that's like the real shit like they don't fuck like they're like what you're performing you're gonna be on you're gonna be like broke on the street like trying to fucking make it like cut a living doing this like it's about like actually being real and being passionate about shit like not just but like, for me yeah, for me like i have such a hard time like grasping onto things and so like yeah. when i've had teachers that like it's actually like yeah like when yeah. they when like say hot potato like uh, that's a, an example but saying like something that like, likes links, the hot potato <laughs> yeah but link but linking something together that i was like yeah. what are you talking about and then all of a sudden the link they can make the link for you yeah and like and all of a sudden everything opens up the fretboard opens up because mm -hmm. yeah because one person like finally like explained it correctly or for your brain to comprehend and that's like that's huge. do you think part of that's the same thing of us wanting to discover things on our own if somebody's teaching something to us it's harder to break through a barrier of sorts but, well Somebody, i uh yeah, I, you, you you brought up something um that made me think i just watched this video today on, on youtube i watched youtube in the morning while i'm having my coffee and it was talking about how creative people why creative people are terrible at getting like nine to five jobs mm -hmm. is that um those types of jobs and especially like going to uh being in school and going to graduate school like we know so many brilliant people i'm sure you guys uh mm -hmm. i don't know what you're great but my point being is like we all know creative people who are brilliant that like didn't do great in school because they just like couldn't do it because it's so regimented and it's so like these are the this is how you do things yeah, this is the rules these are, that you, you have to work within these parameters of doing yeah, this yeah. And, and, and purely creative people really struggle in that and um uh in 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 and on, like on every level and apparently like when it goes into like graduate school it's even worse which and then casey talked about what he's talking about right now made me think like that just shows like how dedicated like you know it takes for a musician to learn all the theory all the mm -hmm. modes all the scales all the fucking basics all the groundwork that you as a creative person you you have to get fucking bypass your fucking desire to do things your way so and to learn the most like crazy technical stuff like they were telling me in college like that that being a music major was uh just as difficult as being a physics major Whoa. and and uh the, the, yeah like it, it requires that much like dedication and hard work and like but intellect. Have, but they both the, they both have the passion like a physics major has the passion that a music major has the passion mm -hmm. for so right they want to so, learn and like it's like it's a, it's like it, it almost is no not almost it's a version of a path to enlightenment dude it yeah it really is it kind of it, it's shedding ego because all the things that we've been talking about is our response to it is from our egotistical perspective and so shedding the ego and and gaining the knowledge it's hard like i i i couldn't do it like i i i'm i don't i can't i'm just talk theory all day i just was like nah i'm just gonna be creative about it and that, I'm, I'm very limited because of that. you and casey and, blew my mind like you well, guys were going to school all the time and like bringing stuff home and and doing your homework and then hanging out and i was like for for me that always was like a big issue i was, I was like i was trying i couldn't i couldn't combine the two worlds of being 
a social entity and doing school. Those those are two things I could not do. You were like do. working like an adult, like when we were like in that college. too, which but is not like, easy either. But it's all the same. People like, do it all the time. People have had kids to make a living, and then yeah, they have kids I mean, and do that, and then they go to school, and then they have kids. And we had like, our parents to like help us go to school and all that, you know. Like, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I I think what's really interesting is like putting your brain towards something to learn a, like a trade or something that will like create a career. So like all of us here in this whole square here, we've all had to, you know, and Anthony has been doing, you know, his shit and running that auto business and all kinds of fucking, all kinds of cool technical shit. You're always learning new shit, but you've been doing mm -hmm. that for a long time. Joel, you know, you've been doing, you always had jobs working all these things and you got into it way before I did. And then Andrew getting, passing the bar exam being a fucking lawyer and then me now being in it and just fucking try, trying to keep my head above water but i'm st it's going fine and whatever but the point is that like i don't know man like you gotta we're getting old we're all almost 40 or 40 like me and andrew i bet you're 40 now like we're all just like at that time we're just like ah, we gotta fucking make money like we're not at that age anymore we can just be like idealistic and like whatever it's just fuck ah, we just gave up we're not gave up but it's like we gave into the fact that we got to pursue a certain career and most humans have to do that. Right. You know? And, yeah. uh, but the thing is we still have that passion and love for art in particular music. And that's why we're here today is talking about music and that art. It's not about us as people or like, Oh, that's cool. We're just relating to each other. Cause that's what we're here doing. But like we care about, music and art and metal and all this we still care about it we're still making albums we're still or or doing or just talking about it even if it doesn't matter what capacity you're doing it but i think it's the reason i'm so excited talking about this tonight is i haven't talked about music or theory or any of this and like not much like all i do is try to learn like how to fucking hold on to my yeah. ass like at work like all yeah, the yeah you're, you're, tr you're trying to learn a trade that's not your passion but it yeah. pays money yeah, i just like, want to add fuck. something real yeah, quick to what exactly, you were saying yeah. casey and i sure and everything that you said is awesome um talking about art and music is definitely what i want to do i also just want to point out what you just made me realize that i'm talking about all these people that in our early 20s we were in this little bubble down in santa cruz and there was this drive to do something you there know was, yeah andrew's yeah. talking about unspoken I, drive it was like unspoken something i'm seeing everybody else doing something i need to do something you know yeah, yeah. and it translates into what you just said about our careers too because although we still have passion and love for all this art and music that we've all shared together and and and, and contributed to but there's also that drive that spilled over into the next chapter of our lives where we still had something to work towards and whether we're still working towards it or we've already hit it like it it shows that we all chose a path and we're actually you know in a in a pretty damn good position and i just want to applaud our little bubble for giving ourselves even though we didn't realize that was happening at the time but just seeing everybody you know living and and growing together in those little bubbles 
naturally adds to you as a person and and here we are today you know talking about four decades being on the planet now when it was two decades back when i was me starting to hang out with you guys you know i mean it's like it's the same thing as like the dad band thing you know like it's like all right like i've gotten uh have you seen the dad band youtube skit thing with like jerry cantrell yeah have you seen that andrew no, I haven't. Oh, that's good, dude. Like, no one's gonna fuck you to like to listen to Rush. No, no girl's gonna fuck you when you listen to Rush. <laughs> oh, dude, it's like the funniest shit. And it's like it's like these band, these like actors, but it's like a bat, a dad band, like garage band thing and stuff. But Jerry Cantrell's in it. It's fucking great. But yeah. Anyways, the point is that like we. That's like why people do that. Like you know, like oh hey man, I used to play. You guys want to do a band? Like I used to jam when I was a teenager and this and that. And we're just like at our own level of that. Like oh yeah, well, we used to do a little more than that. Like you know, we used to fucking tour and like do this, and we cared. We were like super into it, and we fucking you know sacrificed a lot of our lives and careers like mm-hmm. to do that for many years. And I'd be making a lot more money now if I hadn't done that. Done t- spent so much time trying to make a living with music. But it's like doesn't I don't give a fuck like I'm I, I don't yeah. regret a second of it and I I love it all and like totally happy trying to be an adult now and like make have a real job and like you don't make any money doing anything like I don't make any money doing anything creative at all zero yeah, yeah. zero except for teaching music lessons it's but literally like basically is to zero studio it's zero or millions of dollars <laughs> like yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah that's the disparity between yeah. why. Yeah, those zero point zero zero one percent that makes At the millions of dollars make the level you're sacrificing yeah. though. We're yeah. we're talking about Hell yeah, we're staying pure to ourselves the whole time we've all been making music, whether it be together el- elsewhere, we've all been true to just loving the art first. It's not about the currency. Casey's talking about you know all the, the trials and tribulations but really it's the memories that we've all taken from it all that's the real currency you know oh yeah yeah i think it's uh, it's um it's about the journey and um you know i was um talking to someone the other day i, I was like thinking about joining this club for lack of a better word and and uh the dude's like how old are you and i was like i'm 40 and he's like oh well we have dudes who like are your age and they're just like you they're professional they have their own business and they live in mansions and all this stuff and 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 have kids and, and this and uh and have this whole like experience like full life they're in this like next adult world uh that um that's probably a bad way of explaining it but he was like making he was talking to me like i was kind of like more as though I'd been a lawyer since I like left college or something. And I had like mm-hmm. ha- achieved that level and stuff. And I'm just like sort of starting out and um, it kind of, it was sort of bumming me out in a weird, ironic way. Um, it kind of knocked me down a peg and had me thinking about like, man, did I, should I have like, you know, tried harder or, or done more and, whatever and uh i was just like no you know what it's all about it's all about just like fuck that kind of thinking it's uh uh, taking a path and finding a way and as long as you keep moving forward like you know so what if like 
you know, I'm not on the stage, like making a million dollars playing guitar. Like I went, I went out and tried and I, I played guitar and I had some cool, really cool experiences. Mm-hmm. I made really great friends and, uh, I didn't go to fucking UCLA. I went to UC Santa Cruz and thank God I did because I met you guys there. And, um, yeah. you know, now I'm like starting out and, you know, if, if life wants me to like, you know, get to that next spot where I'm, you know, popping out babies at 45 years old and uh, buying a big house or something like that's fine. But if otherwise, like I'm very stoked to like be learning what I'm learning now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm uh, my, my mind is still stimulated. I'm still Mm -hmm. interested in life. I definitely am not like depressed about Mm -hmm. what I'm doing. Um, And uh, you know, I'm, I'm still great friends with people I've known for 20 years. I've, also yep. friends with other people who aren't here on the podcast at this moment that I've known since I was like five years old. Um, and so it's just a, you know, like being like true to yourself is important, but it's also kind of like, I don't even know what that is. I'm just like stoked to like be moving like a shark and just like seeing what other fish is like around this, like nice new pile of coral that I've come across. And exactly, it, it might not be the biggest fish in the world, but, I bet it'll be uh, tasty and I'll be stoked to get it. Well, with yeah. what Joel was mentioning earlier with the, if everything was a W, it, we would get bored, right? So it's like yeah. the carrot, yeah. it's actually life is better when the carrot's right in front of you, but you never really get to it. You know, you never actually get the carrot. It actually is better that way. That's when art gets better. About the journey. Yeah. If I ever top out to what I'm actually, if I can, if I can conceive of me as the pinnacle Anthony Trapani and I reach that, what is after that? Yeah. Right. There's so a book about I'm that. Striving to get what's, to what's that. The book? What's, the book? what's the book? What's the book? Uh, it's by uh, David. Bro- I haven't read it. I just read about it. Uh, he's a writer for the New York Times, but he, uh, but I, reading about it made me think about maybe i think what you guys were all sort of talking about it's called like the second mountain or something uh and it's about how okay so you've got the nice house you got the nice mm-hmm. family you got the nice job yeah now what like yeah, it, yeah, you're right. never like there isn't like a point where you're like i've had enough that's like, i've been I, I, i've been I, preaching I, that I, my whole life it's like it's like i could you know like when i moved into this house like we're i'm in the expensive two million dollar house with my friend but i remember like being just as happy in a fucking ap- an apartment like it was really just me like having perspective of like i have like an ocean view when i'm driving up and stuff and i'm just like after a while i'm just like yeah whatever you know it's like after in the very beginning it was like what the fuck is this? it was like mind-blowing yeah. that i was living here i was like i have a, a fucking trail to the fucking whatever and like, but after a while, I'm just like, fucking get out of my fucking way, dude. Like, I'm just like, right. I'm just, I'm, just I'm like, not, I'm just, compl- I'm, com- you get like very complacent. It's, it's the same as if, if you were to use, I mean, I'll use alcohol as an example. It's the same as, oh, one used to get me drunk, but now I need, now I need seven. Like, it's like, mm. it's not, it's just going to keep going until like, there's never an end until there's like a kind of a, a homeostasis i don't know what that's the word but you need to find yeah, like a middle ground go with it's it. the we balance man yeah balance you balance want to yeah. find a homeostasis but it's like as soon as we're in that homeostasis we want to find a new homeostasis 
when things become the same a lot with people um with everyone that's alive today um they become kind of more like you know like anthony you're the only one that has kids here so probably kids can give you a dynamic that's changing your environment constantly so mm -hmm. you're you're going to your house every day is not the same you have maybe you know a kid when your kids like puts his pants down and pisses on the ground <laughs> <laughs> which they all did and anthony's a liar but um at the same time though at the same time and with multiple kids it's it's multiple no that's that's that's, that's a variable it's a variable that's a very they're against me that night no it's a variable though that's a variable it's like a cop a lot of cops are like i like the job because i'm not just gonna give a ticket every day like it's not just yeah. me like uh, like a going like ticket tickets like oh shit what's going on this time you know it's like it's like a they want something that changes their environment constantly i just want to like, be the I rad dad that. every situation i want to be the rad dad that's what i'm trying to be dude if you're the green dad most dude. situations where i'm the rad dad dude no 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 i know that's i mean that's see you have something but you have of you have variables every day that kind of change up your environment so it's not oh, just yeah. like no. driving I mean, up if you were I driving up looking at like a fucking waterfall in hawaii on on day number mm. 797 you mm. might not look at it you might just be like ah oh, let's fucking bump right here yeah, I'll, i won't you it know? won't have the same impact it did on day three that's just how humans are though with yeah. routine comes like comes you come where if we get familiar with things like with guitar playing with drumming with anything it's like oh shit i couldn't play this yesterday but i've been tr trying a bunch so now my hand is doing it now and i don't know why it's through like routine and trying to like convince your body to do it and then your body will just do it like after a while i'm just like oh shit but casey go ahead i know you wanted to say something a while ago oh psh, I don't even know what I was gonna he's say gonna that. say seneca's the sickest again yeah yeah, they they are. Are. Out, dude. Oh, yeah. Now they're going to japan yeah i'm gonna say that but um uh but yeah dude um i think that it really comes down to like okay what i was gonna say i think was basically at the end so when it's all done you know like the end of your trip right you, you got home how was your trip you know that's like end of our life so it's like you got home got back from the end of the trip or you know you're dying like whatever it is it doesn't really matter it's just like you're at certain age and you look at your whole life and you go like okay what did i do and all this and it's like yeah okay at the end i i did this career and i did all this kind of stuff but when i was 20 i fucking played in a band and i traveled and i did this and i are you gonna like regret that like when you're an old man oh, like are you gonna be like fuck man i really i i have i don't regret a day in my life like sure it's been tricky like figuring out a career post covid and losing business and bullshit whatever who cares the point is like it's it's not easy to, to work in a career and I, yeah i wish i've been doing this like longer and i wish i was higher up when i'm 40 years old i wish i was making more money i wish i was here where I, I spent time touring and doing music or whatever it doesn't like it's like in the end am i going to care about that when i'm 70 like or whatever mm -hmm. 80 or, or whatever like it's like and at the end it's all perspective like i i live in a condo now with my friend i mean i got this nice piano behind me like I <laughs> Aspen out there. No, it's kidding. But the point is like, I, I live in a comfortable place. Like I make enough to where like, no matter where I'm going to be comfortable. Like I, you know, I'm doing working in computers and shit like that. It's like, dude, it's, 
it's like everything's cool like and i i like totally don't regret anything that i did and made all all the money i didn't make i don't regret any of that like it's like so and how like shallow and stupid is that to even you know it's like who gives a fuck dude you should be like and it, dude andrew like hearing you like being being becoming a lawyer and passing the bar and all that is just like you're fucking that's badass man every single one of us in Sick, on man. this uh poor square panel right yeah. now are all of our nurses yeah, our hospice nurses are gonna love hearing our stories because we're not gonna talk about exactly dude. boring shit <laughs> hell yeah about what did you do crazy. i got it that's all i did when i was 20 i, I became a lawyer and that's <laughs> my grand my grandma <laughs> like that, but... she's she's like in a you know like a, a one of those like intensive care places and yeah. there's just groups of old people around her she's just all like <laughs> and she goes like oh my like it'll be a nurse that comes in and she was like are you single <laughs> and i'll be like no no she's all like so at the time I was, maybe the time i was single I'm like He's single. You want to go out with him? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> My grandma's like got like everyone just like fucking engaged That's and just like up, shooting dude. her shot and jokes and stuff. And I'm like, you go for God. it. Let her go for it, dude. I mean, you just get so much more simple. I mean, your brain gets simpler. It's just a you know, there's different things that make you happy. It's just not even you look at them as a person as a fully functioning human, going like, oh man, I, I'm scared of that. But at the time, they're having fun. They're having like a great time. They're like get to hang out with yeah. all their friends and stuff but uh i don't want to make it a bummer dude but you just made me think of something i gotta mention i got your hat god yeah my hat <laughs> dude. it's not aloha aloha Do you have to actually... pull that hat off while you take a piss <laughs> <laughs> no i was just gonna say that i have a family member who had is losing their brain dude and oh that's fucking got, tough you know sure. like i'm we're dealing with a 80 year old toddler you know yeah yeah, yeah. it goes toddler human to adult to it back is to very strange how you divert yeah. back into what you were in the beginning for people who do that and it, or that happens like i also have had people in the family that went to 90 and still had their wit the whole time yeah so it's it's However, it's going to happen. But I'm just saying that sucks. They where... drink and smoke the whole time and they just live the yeah, longest. Yeah, that's exactly in their life, how he in was. Life. And that, that's exactly what I was going like, dude. That's not puffing on cigars. What was the old guy? Is it George before, Burns? The old yeah, George guy. Burns. It's like fucking Keith Richards. Like all these yeah. people that just like fucking ruined their bodies are like, no, we're forever, dude. I don't know yeah. what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, you're like, what the fuck? But uh, actually... Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, Go I'm ahead, you saying, want to finish your this, this is gonna happen, however, but just keep your fucking wit as this long is, as you can, guys. For me, the number one thing this this it's only twenty seconds long, but this uh this part in that that movie Blow, where uh you know with like uh, Ray Liotta and and Johnny Depp and stuff, but this, oh, this with, scene uh, right here, um, um, Donnie Brasco, Donnie the, Brasco. Okay, okay, but this scene, like, he's like, the dad of Depp before, right? Oh, I don't the history, Wait, brother. Uh, yeah, no, right? it's from Blow. Sorry, it's from Blow. It's from Blow. But this scene right here, like, when I first saw this, like, fifteen years ago, I don't know, kind of recently, more recently, it was like, oh, I got to tour in all the bands and do all the cool stuff. I was like, it actually hit me because I was like, oh shit, human brains are not made for, like. Once you want to achieve things too hard, 
once you achieve them, like what's next? Like what Andrew was saying, it's like your brain goes to a part where it's like, oh, cool, I got it. All right. And that's why people become, you know, like oil billionaires and want to like have like extra gold Lamborghinis and stuff. It's because they, they, there's nothing more. It's well, like, we really love strive. We love the strive to get the thing. But it's like, even after you've gotten thing, all the things, strive. though, then, but after you've got all the things, then what's after all the things, though? Well, that's like, why it's a, it's a, not that I'm a guru, but it's definitely requires some sort of spiritual exercise. Yeah. To I think spirituality down. is going to be pretty important later on. And unfortunately, I've been making fun of it my whole life, but I feel like it might be a, a thing no, to give me some stuff. Yeah, down your like. pants and pissing all over spirituality. <laughs> As long as I've known you. <laughs> Those are my new shoes, the spirituality Nikes. Anyways. Yeah, you, what you gotta do is fucking... You um, think Buddha fucking pulled his pants down to his knees, dude, when he peed? They meditated like, fuck, but I have ADD as shit, and I kept... No, the whole life was going to Buddhist retreats and stuff, and I had to, like, run around as a kid, because my mom brought me to that, and I was like, I, it looks cool, you guys are all really nice, but, like, I cannot sit in the lotus position for fucking three hours. Like, shoot me. I'd rather get... Sorry not aggressively i i hate <laughs> yoga so much like uh my fiance was you like you are oh. a buddhist dude you just caught yourself dude no my 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 fiance is like she used to be a personal trainer and stuff and at the, at the end of the workout we're like let's go she's all let's go stretch and i was stretching and i was like fuck you fuck i was like screaming i was i hate sitting down and stretching so much I'm like, I, by the way, a champion I, soccer player. I, I was like, it. I was like, the this is like the worst part. Of, I was like telling her, this is the worst thing I've ever done in my life right now. I was like getting like madder. But, anyways, a quick quote. It's like only two seconds. Jesus. It'll work out. It always does. I'm going to find another job. Look, George, this is the way it goes. Oh, shit. Sometimes you're flush and sometimes you're bust. And when you're up, it's never as good as it seems. And when you're down, you never think you're going to be up again. But life goes on. Remember that. Money isn't real, George. Okay, that goes in the money part. But when you're up, you think that like, or when you're you want to be up, you're like, I want to be up, and then you get up, you're like, fuck, like, what what yeah. do I do with this upness? You know, it's like, yeah. what do I, how do I take? I want to be more upper, uh, up, upper than the up. Strive to get to the up is actually what everybody's really chasing, dude. Yeah, and you so, get there, yeah, and they're said, like, you're like, ah, oh, it sucks. <laughs> the know, money like, doesn't matter which is true because then you get to the point where it's just power dude you use the money that's where power. i think it goes to i think a lot of people get like they're just money 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 they get to the place and they're like oh now power 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 like it like goes to the next level of power control power or like i want to be in charge of things because yeah. now i have the money doesn't matter anymore now i, I need the natural born sociopaths which you just sort of like are gonna have no matter where you are yeah money or fucking spears uh and that's why it's important to live in a society where you can be able to take care of yourself in a lot of ways uh not in terms of like learning krav maga or um you know hiring an army but like it is kind yeah. of not to get into economics or anything but i think that's why communism fails because we are a species where there are people who are just born a particular way no matter who you are no matter what system no matter what nation or island you're from who are just like i'm gonna be the dude at the top and yeah yeah and at least in uh this world that we live in here for now uh 
the rest the the major medium chunk of us can still like have something have a have a taste and not have to like let uh those at the top who are just naturally sociopathic enough to do, cut throats all the way there take all that there is yeah and that uh is- I mean, don't get I'm mad not, at the cash I'm, register because it's <laughs> yeah, exactly. basically, exactly. It seems no. that ego is just something that I want to keep talking about tonight because that's an, before that was pissing the pants. Ego down. was power the same way. Yeah, and talking about like ego, why do you love? Sleep token so much, Joel. I want to talk about that before we fucking leave tonight. <laughs> I knew that was gonna come. I was waiting for that one. <laughs> really? I, I still haven't even heard this. Band. Please even... continue. Oh no! Oh no! Ian, could you could you uh, in the chat back me up? Why you like sleep? It's a band that's done something completely different. It's actually broken barriers, and I think they're the singer is absolutely amazing, and he writes the music, and it's the lyrics are dealt. It's fucking gnarly shit that I've dealt with in my life, and it hits my hits me right in the tits, and uh, um, and they they do. That's where Anthony was kind of making fun of me earlier. They've combined, you know, funk, R and B, you know, hip hop, uh, metal, all these things together seamlessly, and I've never seen a band do that. I've never seen that happen. Like I've seen. Like Bungle and other bands go, well, we're gonna be a little quirky here, well, but not like as a song where it's like a, a journey up and down, and it brings you back. Um, yeah, it's like yeah, he's a better, he's a he's a way better Maynard, is what the singer is. But um, but yeah, he it's he's just got like I don't know, they, I'm like he, fucking Ian put the drummer's name in the chat, which we have the internet now, so they're trying to be anonymous, but. People like have put all the clues together and figured out who they all are and stuff. And I'm just like, well, they're trying. They don't like. Is it Elon Musk? No, El- no, uh, no. Elon's, Elon's. Yeah, I don't want to get into Elon right now, but I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm down now. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Elon, uh, Elon, sleep token. Um, I've been drinking tonight, <laughs> so uh, fuck you with this question at the end of the podcast. But, um. No, I just, think it's a good question because I, I tried to bring it up with some of my other music friends and they they just like don't get it and they're they're they pick it up too old they're too just, old yeah they're your age <laughs> or older. I think it's interesting I I I I I I can't and I've tried to listen to it especially since you told me that there we go. you're we into them it says they compose the way they compose into like nothing else. It's not trying to be a me too band. I don't know. Me too. Don't throw me too in there. Jesus Christ. It's a hashtag. Um, it's just original. It's a it's the first original band I've heard in a long time. I, I think everyone's trying to be the gnarlier version of of the style that's been around forever. And I feel like they've come out with a version of a style and a genre that's it's and it, it's unfortunate that they're becoming so popular right now because I'm just like fuck. You guys are crushing. And then like. Now you go to their shows now and everyone's singing along and I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> like this has turned into a big thing. And uh, but that's the internet. If it wasn't for you know, if this was like fucking 2003 or four, we'd have to buy the CDs, find out about them, build the fucking fan base. But it won't just be like famous overnight. Like they be- they became famous overnight. They became like 
they dropped a, a song and it just like went viral like every like slipknot all the slipknot guys were like this is the craziest music we've ever heard and like and then they took them on tour right away and i'm like fuck you know like, let me let me let me let me rephrase my question yeah okay. because i'm definitely not trying to bust your balls here or being like you're wrong because no it's funny no um but did you like when you first yeah, did you were you like what the fuck is this or did, were you like is it more of a, like an intellectual like so at first i didn't like them i didn't like them at first i didn't like them at all and uh it was a song called the summoning which is their biggest song but uh i was listening to him like yeah it's you know guys got a good voice whatever drums are good are actually really good uh everything's like solid solid band and then they went to a funk part at the end of it and i was like <laughs> oh what the fuck and it's it kind of gives you that oh vibe where you're like they bring you through like a bunch of soundscapes and they're using all the technologies and all the things to make you know electronic music and stuff and they bring you through like a a portal and then it just it's the fucking same song but in a funk version at the very end and that's how they end it and they end it on like a beat that you're not supposed to end on and stuff and i was like it just gives you like tension and i was like oh fuck it tickles would you say similar things about igor uh not similar there that's a completely different like creative thing that i would that's completely different but it's that's still no, it's breaking boundaries different i mean no no i mean just, for the vibe it's com- described as something similar to what i feel with igor yeah i mean it's just it's it's similar but it's like a completely different vibe I mean, but the, 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 the intentions hear, are similar it could the intentions are similar when you, when you hear it i'm not saying what you hear is similar but um leaving you on the tension factor taking you through these you know portals that you were just it's talking kind about of. I, all... I like igor for completely different reasons than that than sleep token okay like they're, they're like 100 different i like igor for their absolute insane creativity and in that i don't know how the fuck that motherfucker it's like that would be like you know when people you go to a a one of those art museums where it's like, you know, people spray on walls and shit and do shit and they buy them for a million dollars. Um, I think Igor sprayed the best. Yeah. But okay. So I don't think, I don't think it, I don't think it's, I think it's completely fucking, it's completely trippy. It's completely trippy. It's, it's a different vibe. It's not, it's not. Have you heard who we were talking about? Igor. Yeah. Yeah. I've listened to a few jams and I was like, Especially the way Joel described it, I was like, "This sounds fucking horrendous." But then <laughs> when I listened to it, I was like, "Okay, yeah." There's something going on was here. Like, what the fuck? Why are you going to that? Especially their last two albums. I mean, all their stuff's great to me, but something. It's one of the best performances I've ever seen in my life. And same with Sleep yeah. Token. Same, same, hundred percent. Like just controlling the audience, being, being like, I don't know. I mean, we know, all know his name if you Google it because Google's an asshole. But they're trying to be like, no, let the music speak for itself. We don't want to be named kind of thing, you know? And you can't do that nowadays, unfortunately. Well, do you yeah. think, do you think, because I know that they got like, uh, blew up like exponentially when they hit America earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's all tool fans? I think there's part, uh, partially. I think it's partial because the people talk about uh, the stuff I read online is like, no, this is like striking yeah, a chord he... with mainstream audiences and stuff. And I was like, mm. 
yeah. don't think Taylor Swift fans are listening. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's it, it 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 does something totally like I see it as more of like a um because I find it interesting and then I'm not gonna talk shit on them at all. But I'm not. I don't. It doesn't tickle my funny bone the same way. It yeah, does you, you showed me and, the fucking hey ya uh, cover of fucking. Hey. <laughs> that was me talking shit. <laughs> 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 Even though I do like that song, but I also really like that other band that's like a a, a post hardcore band or whatever that, that apparently is big. They did a cover of that Imagine Dragons song. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Turnstile. Uh, I'll just guess. Not Turnstile, but it's like. Whoa, oh, 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 I know, I know radioactive, the radioactive. No, I know, I know, oh, that. I know the imagine, but, but they did a cover of that band. I guess uh, they got big doing that song. So it's and, another, uh, yeah, another one of those bands that blows up by covering another band and then like right. tries to put their own song out for the first time, and everyone's like, This sucks, and they move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess I just, I, I, even though there's tons of like poppy music that I'm just like, This isn't for me, but like, I get why it's huge like it like i can feel that tickle you know you don't do you not do you, don't, you don't get why you. sleep talking's huge i don't get why they're as huge as they are i don't like, really I think, unless they're just all tool fans and i mean that's a let's talk <laughs> shit but uh <laughs> what, what tickles because i'm not right a huge now, tool fan andrew what tickles you at this moment shit that probably most people would think sex yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we're in the same boat. Okay. This is everybody thinks me. this is a death metal podcast, but most of us probably haven't even listened to death metal in the last week. Yeah, I like stuff Did you like say, uh, Joel. Joel, do you listen to death metal in the last week? No, I mean I posted my uh, top five last bands, and there's all year. I'm talking about no, your last pro- week. Last week? No, yeah. I know. I went through a death metal drive. I. The deicide, I did spawn. I actually defeated sanity. Sorry. Yeah, a spawn yeah. possession cabinet's the best death metal album of all time. I'm for me, it's, I just can't. I, I listen to it every time, it's and like, I and I go like good, I like dude. mouth all the shit, and I'm doing everything, and I'm like, I mean, for me, it's the most. But it's just for me. Whatever you guys like, it's all good. For me, cabinets, it's my pinnacle of everything coming together as the best death metal album I've ever heard. Like I'm just. Yeah. I just can't fuck with it. I'm just I like I get so it. excited. I'm like I'll be like after doing like what Casey does IT work like my brain's fried and I'll just be like I'll put on some insane technical death metal and, and spawn of possession just gets me just shaken. I'm just like I'm like so excited. But it it comes from more nostalgia too probably cuz I when I first got that album it was in my car for 8 months. Every time I drove anywhere it was in my car. So like it brings back a certain time in my life. It brings back, but like I still think it's to me my favorite music. It's, I mean, for definitely front to back, it's hard to <laughs> argue I, it, dude. You guys just had the dude from Psychroptic on, and uh, they still yeah. have one of my favorite fucking death metal songs ever. That's another hard one to uh, argue. Uh, Psychroptic, yeah, uh, Chucky. Yeah, uh, it's just so fucking hot. Raptors. But what song is this one? The song you're talking about, Andrew? This is like back in the day when yeah, Spawn, Psychroptic, like that. We were all listening to that stuff back then. It's, um, your uh, your 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 background music controller. Yeah, it's. I just couldn't remember which one. Cruelty it, Incarnate. That song. That riff. Is oh so yeah, hot, yeah. Riff your is uh, background. Hot. Your background music filter, Casey, is on, so you can't hear it. 
Gotcha. It's, yeah. it's all done. It's all did, did, did. <laughs> hey, good. I, I was. Oh God! Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Even, does Andrew know about before? Andrew, before do you thing? know who this is? That's <laughs> David, obviously. Oh yes. Okay. Shout so out, David. Making sure. Yes, dude. Joel does like Pavor. Oh, did you see yeah, that? So the best Pavor is that guy fucking on the back being like, "I'm the vocalist." So <laughs> no, it's he's from Bethlehem. He's the singer of Bethlehem that was like shooting heroin on their albums. Yeah, that's why the mix so good. Uh Furioso over cabinet. I'll take Furioso, <laughs> dude. What up? What the fuck? Are you... right. What? Dude? Anyways, yeah. I just said the mix. What? I sounds great. We're playing or the music. Anyways, uh, shout out to Defeated Sanity for announcing signing to Season of Mist. Uh, that yeah, was. Dude. Uh, what were they on before? I don't know, but uh, fuck yeah, Willow tip for yeah. hella years. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Well, right on. Uh, they signed like a little bit after us. Chapters was the first album on Willow Tip, I think. Chapters of Repug- Repugnance. I'm trying to find the Dan Kenny cameo that I made him because Dan Kenny hates or doesn't hate. We don't hate Pavor. We just thought like it was overblown a little bit, and so I made Dan. He's on cameo. Now. You love made- Pavor. So I made him like I made him make a video about how much he loves before. <laughs> and I sent it to Josh. Oh, I didn't post it's just it funny that both you bass players talk shit about Pavor, which is a bass uh yeah, sweet picking guitar on bass. Yeah. Jealous much? Are you putting something on Joel or what's going on? I'm tr- no 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 don't don't look at me. I'm trying to find the video. Don't look at me, dude. You're on a you're on a virtual thing with me. I thought don't I posted it. Me, I have a camera on, don't look at me. I can't see you guys. Yeah. Anyway, you, you I didn't mean to like hold, I didn't mean to take over the conversation with so, fishing. So, so Anthony, how's your week been, man? How's it going? Uh, it's been all right. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You ready for Friday? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sucks coming back to a full week after having some time off. Oh yeah, it totally and, sucks. Uh, had a four day weekend, so it, it it's long. And these long. weeks are always shitty, like in the holidays, yeah. like the 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 off non holiday because everyone's making up for the other days and everyone's been traveling. And then oh, it was like, why is, is Andrew? Always, I couldn't see yeah. like what was going on. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, but Thursdays are always cool because I get to yeah. party with you dudes. And yeah, then Thursdays I wake up, I gotta, gotta do one more day of work and then I get to go hang with the fam. So I'm nice. I'm I'm in a good position right now, even though this week has definitely been longer than I've wanted it to feel. But yeah. dude, I'm gonna you want to play the uh, the things you guys missed because when I posted in our chat you guys overlooked it about the oh the yeah I, I, no, I don't look at the private chat at all actually. Oh, it's not private no the, oh, I was no, posting no, with the, oh, the, it was like a it was like a recap of the year it's like yeah you talked about it earlier you should put it on if you want yeah it's yeah, like I didn't see that. it's a, so basically the Gorguts they said the Gorguts ones like they're like that's the 700 percent more than any other thing you've ever done Luke LeMay yeah, oh, 700% damn, more dude. engagement than any other. Oh, that episode? oh cool. Nice. Yeah. No, 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 so back you to get a conversation play at the Thunderdome. And I was like, dude, I don't think we can afford to fly them in from Bethlehem. <laughs> 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 and you kept insisting on it. 
And then we were like, all right, well, let's let's get a new roommate and, and use that money to right. get Lauren. But and by the way, I'm just gonna correct Joel. Ryanir was never shooting heroin in that picture. By the way, what everybody else was actually yeah, shooting. He's taking his diabetes Rainier. medicine. Rainier <laughs> Landerman, who I'll always what? back as somebody that looking? I love. Um, that dude, here. yeah, he was. He's the just the bass player in Pavor. Bethlehem is what you're talking about, though, right? Is and that's actually we, we had the Travis Ryan episode, and I remember he he was like, "Dude, I heard the Bethlehem vocals," and I was like, "What the yeah. fuck is going?" Or some, I think it was it was a singer that was like a prolific singer, and he was yeah. I was like, "Yeah, it sounded like he was getting murdered like on live he CD." He is the mo- one of the most unique vocalists I've ever come across in metal. In how many years we've been in this shit, dude? Yeah, and. Uh, always jockey too and then when you find out you're like well i came across him with pavor because casey we were at uh streetlight and casey was like dude buy this right now and it was just the pavor logo on the cover and verse furioso at the bottom and and i don't i don't hate pavor at all you guys I didn't like it very much. You get, and I got the Josh like, why don't you like this? What's going on? And I just turned against it and I kept it going. I know. We were all oh, Come on, Joel. You, and you guys we, we still buy into it. It's got a little further than that. You, you I remember why you... Like me and Dan Kenny have been doing this for 20 years. When I'm, uh, the joke's up. <laughs> Joel's backpedaling, dude. It's clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see, we got you that yeah. good. That's how good we got you. It took oh. you 20 minutes to admit you like Pavor when it took Josh only... Two minutes to admit he like spawn possession. This is just, it's one of those like let let's see the replay, right? You know. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't. I let's actually thought it was pretty You guys got so pissed. You guys got so you guys got so pissed that I, I was didn't like, even care. I, I wasn't pissed. No, you weren't. I'm not saying you weren't a part of it, but it was like who was it mainly? David, you and David, yeah, David. Was David. Oh, uh oh. Oh, David's in Them the chat. Fighting words, like, dude. He's like he's. You just Take your shirts off, David. Yeah. Yeah, David even, knew about you it. Just called that. I'm David, probably dude. the yeah, one who took it to the most uh, serious. Uh, God. So yeah. Anyways, gotcha. <laughs> we don't really care. <laughs> but didn't they, like, later, we finally they, got the gotcha, dude. They, they were they were like uh, death metal, like um, um, deep purple, like that song Fireball, where it's like <laughs> super purple. catchy and it's just rocking, and all of a sudden it goes into the jazz bass solo. It's like. Boom! and it was like why is this fucking shitty fucking jazz bass solo in the middle of this song i think that's why the song was super thick and then like the bassist is all like dude no my time (laughs) (laughs) he's like like, i'm hendrix and this man fuck you guys and just starts like sweeping on the bass you're like all right the song was cool I mean, it, I mean, the, the songs were sick going up to the, the bass part. I was like, people were like, dude, it's so sick. I'm like, it doesn't make any sense in the song. He just was like, fuck you guys. I'm doing my solo right here, whether you like it or not. And I don't know. I felt like the, the forcedness of it made me just uncomfortable. And I was like, I don't like this. I, I kind of understand what you're saying. I yeah, understand yeah. what you're saying. But I'm more so the person that's just like, dude, show me everything, dude. What do you got, dude? Oh, you want to throw it right there? Yeah, give me that jazz solo, dude. <laughs> I just felt, yeah, it's uncomfortable for me. I didn't really like it, but I like the music. It. I like the metal or the death metal parts going into it. 
If you then went to like Bethlehem, solo... I think you would actually enjoy. No, I like that Bethlehem. I like Bethlehem. More. Joel yeah, is like, like a Joel is a bass player. Is like a battered woman who's like, no, I deserved it. I didn't stay in my place. He he <laughs> resented the fact that that bass player got to do what he wanted in the band. <laughs> when he was like, no, bass players just do what the guitar player tells them to do. <laughs> it sucks being a bass player nowadays that's not a bass player forever <laughs> like, uh, whatever david we got i mean you got me Dude, it was it was a fun it was a fun little thing to argue about yeah it was funny we still talk about it 20 years later we're still talking about it so it was definitely funny enough to keep poking at couldn't go on without at least a 20 minute debate about Pavor. Like, as soon as the wild turkey was open, it's like, all right, they would just bring it up right away because, like, like Josh and, and David would be like, dude, fucking fuck you, dude. Pavor is sick, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, they're the worst band I've ever heard in my fucking. I would just say the worst things just to like get them all right. <laughs> it's like when you watch Jeopardy and Alex Trebek has to be like, oh, so what's your favorite hobby? And you're like, this yeah. fucking sucks. And we get to the questions, but they have to do it. It's like we had to talk about Pavor for 20 minutes before we could like get to the interesting fucking part of the night. No, I, this is the truth. Exactly. Dude. I, I love. Uh, I'm. I. I feel uh, blessed to have dudes that I can have debates that prolong. You know, go past two decades where we're still just having a fun debate about some stupid shit, and. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of people that would kill for that, dude. So thank Whoa, you, you just called for... you just called Pavor stupid shit, dude. Okay, no, I'm just a... saying the the <laughs> the debate being stupid shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I I'm I'm glad that I have that with uh some a, a handful of guys, dude. And and we it, and yeah, this is just cool, dude. I'm glad that I have that. You know what I'm saying? Hell like yeah. But, not I mean, a lot. Not everybody can say that, dude. And and even if it's something, oh even if God, it was, we were David. arguing over f- fast food French fries, you know, if it's something that stuck for a couple decades, the fact that Andrew dropped it's such a a cutty reference that even though we've talked about it a few times on the show, that's literally goes back to the Thunderdome, and I love that. Dude. God damn it! There's so many things I want to bring up with you. Oh, actually, okay, this is one actually I was thinking about. You oh, were yeah. the first YouTube search. Me and you, me and you, were sitting in front of the computer, and, and YouTube had just come out. It was like a new thing, and, and I was sitting. I was sitting behind Andrew in his room. He's like, he's all, I don't know what to search for. He's all farts. That's <laughs> 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 the first search I ever saw on YouTube was farts, and then it was the fart matrix. Remember the the, the fart <laughs> matrix video, <laughs> which is still up there, by the way, and it's still funny, dude. Like, I, yeah, it's, it's like it's like a matrix fight scene. They're like they're like farting every time they punch each other or something. But <laughs> okay, like, yeah. uh, I remember him like I was like trying to think of something like a good thing to search. I was like, I don't know what to search, and he's all farts. I mean, what a better introduction to uh, a worldwide. <laughs> Uh, like a 20 years later thing well uh uh, i got i got two that come to mind um the one where dan kenny we all went down and i think it's the first time dan and anthony came and visit us visit us at thunderdome and Mm -hmm. we took you guys down to uh the saturn cafe which is all vegan (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and uh, and Dan was like, like, I want a cheeseburger. And they're like, we don't have cheeseburger. We have Boca burgers. And he's like, Bocha? What the fuck is Bocha? And he was like following the fucking waitress around the restaurant. That was, that was, that wasn't Saturn. It wasn't Saturn. It was the next morning. It was at uh, Dharma's. Oh, yeah, yeah, he, and he was all like, "I'm," he's all, "I'm in carnivorous." Like, yeah, I'm I'm in called carnivorous. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing a shirt, dude. <laughs> he showed up at a vegan restaurant wearing a shirt that said "carnivorous." On it, <laughs> Which, oh, way, not a chicken, not a chicken burrito from there is fucking bomb. Oh, dude, so, yeah, their French fries oh, are like the best French fries in the world. I would love to see because you know, like you see kids nowadays like walking around like thinking they're like, "Oh, we're funny and stuff." Like I wonder if like if I were to see like from like a a corner view of us walking in thinking like I'm from Carnivorous. I don't if it's just like <laughs> shut up you fucking kids get the fuck out uh, our age now. It's kind of yeah. like I see kids like nowadays like trying to be like funny or like do stuff and I'm like get out of here you little shits. Like I, I get like I like a so grumpy old man now. I'm just like you're not even funny, dude. Get out of here. If you're funny, like they're like trying to be like like super sporadic and be like, ooh, we're a comedian. We're humor know, we like, those yeah. guys it's so funny though i know it's like yeah. no we can only do that and you guys can never do that <laughs> it kind of feels like no, that a little bit we just realized that there was uh adults that watched us do that and they were saying the same thing you said fucking dorks or yeah yeah know. no i know it's i mean i, I watch people not I watch... chicken burrito do you get the fuck out of here i watch dude. kids just walking around in groups and i'm just like and they're like trying to be all like and i'm like dude the like we were that, you know, like thinking and my memories when I look back at all of us is that we're like adults, <laughs> like but like back in the day or something, you know. Because we were young, yeah. we had a license to be an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we just, just didn't care and we're just like, whatever, yeah. dude, fuck everything. It's all whatever, you know what I mean? Stupid. Everyone's all dumb. The government's all dumb, dude. Fucking burn it down. <laughs> You know, it's like, it's like it's meat shit shirts, dude. I want my eggplant tofu, dude, right now. <laughs> the other but funny just... thing was when fucking Joel broke Josh's bong <laughs> at the twice. Oh, twice. Yeah, over... No, you on the thing that we brought no. up with. The... No, 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 no. I, I ate, uh, I ate, uh, Andrew's sandwich. <laughs> yes, that's right. Okay, I, I. I... Into the thunder and then he and pushed me over a bong. When I saw Joel eating my sandwich that I bought earlier and prepared to eat later, and he's just there eating it. <laughs> when I saw him eating it, it was like seeing fucking no, you saw red Forrest Gump and seeing fucking some dude slap Jenny, and I just fucking Forrest Gumped him over the fucking table, <laughs> and the bong broke. <laughs> another and, one and, like the third bong i think in that in that <laughs> room third one and like in like one year like I three of josh's forties to add to that yeah it's like the dan kenny one with the with the head going through the the fan and stuff and he broke a bong there and then, and then he was a year like later and then the he next the year he was like no, stem. no he broke it literally they were handing it to him and the bong just split <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. It wasn't his fault at all. You couldn't write it, dude. You, if you're writing yeah. a screenplay, that it was like a handoff, and the bong just split. <laughs> like never happens. Like, and, he's like, and he's like, you don't even smoke weed. Fuck weed. He's, like, he's got so but, 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 but Josh, Josh was in his bedroom getting it on with his lady, and he heard the break. <laughs> 
And he just, it wasn't a beer bottle. It wasn't a wild turkey bottle. It wasn't a plate. He knew it was his bong. And he came out with his fucking dingus flapping. Like, what'd you do to my bong? What? And I was like, it was Joel. And then Dave yeah, we was all pissed the next I was like, day. Yeah, he was like, I was like, Joel, how are you going to just let little Andrew knock you over? And I was like, he was eating my sandwich, dude. I had the, the fury of the Hulk. I was mad. Like, and I don't care how no, The funny thing are, about that situation, down. too, it's almost the same as the, the Dan Kenny one. Is like it, it fell and it landed in place and it was fine. And then I picked it up and it just shattered into like a million pieces. I remember just like grabbing it like it's fine, dude. It was like wedged in the couch in like the ground. And I was like, oh, thank God. And I picked it up and just shattered. Like, because like, uh, it, it just like smacked and like held in place somehow. I remember grabbing like, no, it's good. Oh shit! I don't have. I have like a hundred dollars to my name. This is like a four hundred dollar bong, and like I have to pay rent next month and all this. I was like, I don't know what to yeah. do. It's Andrew's fault. Did <laughs> <laughs> so uh, not eat another bong. man's sandwich. I mean, I thought it was actually. I still remember doing that. I still remember getting your sandwich, and it's like one of those lessons you learn as like a a kid. (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's like it's like it's gonna be funny, and then like you see your friend get mad at you, or like, oh, whatever, dude, it's not that big of a deal. (laughs) Trying to make it like no big deal, and then you just launched me over the table. (laughs) (laughs) What you're still chewing on a Quizno sub, dude? No, no, it was one. It was a fucking dude. It was a gas station sandwich. Yeah, it was a gas station sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite 7-Eleven sandwich. He's planning to eat it, so he's all hanging. By the way, dude, no, I was was our spot for a while. Yeah, I thought I was being funny by doing Microwave it. I thought I, like at the time, you know, I thought I was being like weird and funny by eating your sandwich and shit. And seeing your reaction was just like, <laughs> oh fuck, <laughs> like that's not funny. <laughs> this is actually a man's sandwich. I don't know. Like I thought it was like <laughs> I was being like, oh dude, I got your sandwich. Like I just took one bite of it. I think I just took one bite of it, and you launched me. It was like <laughs> you're like you better not fucking do it. And I, was, I was all bam, and you're all fucking. <laughs> Later. Dude, I just Clay Matthews, dude, like into the dirt. <laughs> yeah. Oh my mm. god, there's so many All goddamn right, stories. We're All right, three hours. Oh yeah, we're at three and a half hours. Let's probably uh, do another to three, and then we'll just call it. All right, I'm good. Let's, Let's do it. Andrew's face. He's like, shit. dude, Andrew, <laughs> this was rad as shit, dude. I had a great time tonight, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. I had a great time too. Thank you. Uh, to Chris Barnes for getting me onto this program. <laughs> um, I'm sorry that I made Joel think that I was kidding uh, the whole time I was telling him that I wanted to come on. I guess this is exactly why I wanted to come on, just to hang out and fucking talk with you guys. Oh, and, oh yeah, man. I love a, it. In a fun way. Um, we should also like have fun uh not necessarily we don't have to be on podcast to get together and have fun yeah let's no, uh let's know, uh dude. let's uh not do yeah let's like do inhuman inhuman i know in person things yeah like or calling yeah. or call, just give me a call i would love a could you give me a call reunion. i miss you andrew you're older than me i am you're older old, than you then so you should probably, probably die first what was so the last probably, time was that going we all hung out. The last time was at the the the, uh, the listening party for synesthesia. No. no, 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 no. It was yeah, at yeah, 2020, yeah. right before COVID happened. It was, it was right like, before COVID. Down, oh, that's Saint, right. Silly yeah. kid and I came down. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. I'm right now. Yep. 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 And Joel and, and Trevor were there, and we went to see Tool the next day. Yeah. And fucking silly kid, like Chiefs were losing my 24, and silly kids like, let me go eat. I just need to go eat. And he was like. 
We took him to go eat, and he get, he did a little prayer on me. He's all, that's a, no, no. And then the Chiefs came back immediately. <laughs> and he's all, dude, I, I gave you the magic. It's all good. And, that, yeah. and I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. I was like, the, oh. Go ahead. I was just going to say that the Packers were going to play the Seahawks right after that game, playoffs. And you and I had plans to hang out and watch it. And he's like, no, we're going back to LA right now. I was like, shut up. And he was just like, no. Oh, he's and I had to listen to yeah, half yeah. the fucking game like in the car. So no, if he can't come to the next hangout, that's obviously a fact. <laughs> I hope he's listening right now it's just so that he understands this documentation. This is legal documentation. I'm going to fucking sign it. <laughs> Notice of to Silly Kid, no hanging out <laughs> with the Cali Death podcast crew next no. time when we get together. But I'm going to drive to Santa Cruz. It's such a short drive. So yeah, I'm gonna come up. Come hang. going to hang out. I just, uh, uh, Anthony has to come down. You're still in Pacifica? Dude. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm. If you can ever pull the trigger right on now. buying a house, whatever yeah, you're close to buying a house. But dude, either way, dude, if, if you're, if you're 100 percent going to be in Santa Cruz, I'll make my way down there somehow. All right, no doubt. Yeah, he does. When there's I'll a thing, Anthony shows when there's up. A thing, there's a thing. I come. He, shows up. he makes it work. I like to be at the things, dude. If, yeah, if yeah. Casey, if Casey wants to roll up to LA, I'll drive the both of us up there. Yeah, I miss all you guys. That was the, like the last. That hangout was actually one of the more fun yeah. hangouts I've had in a long time. And then COVID hit right after, and then it was just like nothing for two years. You know, that was like my my yeah coup de gras to, to <laughs> fucking hanging out. I was like, I was I was super bummed after having that like positive and fun of a hangout, and then it's like yeah, can't hang out with anyone. <laughs> I was like, we shit, did go dude. To some shows right before, yeah, yeah. But anyways, love you, Andrew. Dude, Andrew, this is fucking great, dude. I already told you it was great, but I want you to know again that it was great. And we love all the listeners, all the people that were in the chat with us tonight. Um, support us by liking all our shit and subscribing to all our shit. We're on all the shit. Um, Andrew is a badass lawyer and he wants you to go commit some crimes so he can get you out of them. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> but Gypsy Hawk is a band that he was. That, what up? That's me in the studio. Um, Gypsy Hawk's oh, yeah. a band that if you want to check out, it, dude, we all know where this shit started heavy metal, dude. And he plays some sick heavy metal that makes you want to party dude and and i'm not just saying that just because i'm genuinely saying i had a great time with gypsy hawk in the last week i want to keep listening to it um beer in hand it seems like that's how you got to do it so it's one way to do it and um man i'm surprised you guys didn't ask me to drop any dirt and i'm kind of glad i didn't because uh, that we've been doing here for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> but well, uh, maybe part two, you can give us some dirt, dude. Yeah, we can do a dirty episode. We can do a dirty, non a non live dirty episode, so we can make non-live sure non live dirty episode. Maybe that'll be our first like Patreon thing, dude. We started. That's a good idea. A paid episode. If you want me to really talk about Behind some the shit about, wall, and then we are we just... still alive or no? We are. <laughs> we're alive. I think. Hi up. <laughs>
yeah um yeah i'll i'll, I'll definitely hey everybody who's listening if you want to hear some of the truth about uh your favorite record labels and your favorite life touring <laughs> and what your all your dreams coming true I'll oh, fucking boy. destroy all that real quick. That's our first and, well, but you have to pay. Right you gotta. You gotta pay the Ke- the Cali Death podcast. Uh, definitely make the out the wall. check to Andrew Packer, and then I'll make sure they get it. Uh, I'll put it in the secondary account. That's what I have to do as an attorney. And it's, it's all good. It's all, it's all legal. Dude. Totally. That's and, great. Uh, uh, I'll tell all the dirt. But uh, in the meantime, um, I'm gonna make. I got a podcast, Anthony. Or not a podcast, a playlist. I'm gonna send you if you're if you dug the 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 Hawk stuff. I got one, so you can just you send me one. Thoroughly enjoyed what I listened to. So I'll send you a before podcast, dude. I asked fucking Trevor to send me a, a playlist. He's like, "Why do you have my playlist?" I guess it was gonna be all like fucking spoken word Howard Zinn and <laughs> Noam Chomsky shit. It'd be like I don't fucking know. It'd be but, like uh, from the fir- the newest three Aesop Rock albums or something like that. Dude. <laughs> He's like, you want to do Shakespeare for fun? I'm like, no, I don't fucking decode Aesop Rock, dude. I want uh, Trevor. Trevor's a good looking man, and he. Uh, He's smart, and so I was like, I want to hear what you listen to. You listen to Sleep Token and Vigor and um, <laughs> all the crazy shit. Like, I, I want to know what's up. All, all I've been listening to is like, like synth shit and like uh, film score. Like, uh, like you guys like Disaster Piece, like the It Follows score. Like, I love the fact that you can like be creative and not good at music and like make cool music. All you need is a like cool like plugins on your computer. Um, it's rad, but he's all like into like Primus bass stuff combined with like Whitney Houston, and I'm like, okay, I want to hear what, the, what that's all about. That actually sounds pretty sick, though, dude. <laughs> but I got the, the cool. It's like a fucking Ebo. <laughs> so I got the playlist for uh, the. I got the Trevor playlist, and I definitely have the Anthony playlist all lined up, and I'll give I'm it down, to dude. Him. I'm He's definitely well. down. Is it all sleep checking? And I'm down for whatever yeah. else you're into. I want to know what you're really bumping, dude. That'd be cool to just check out a playlist that you're currently into. You know, okay. don't just don't just feed me stuff like I'm these guys because I listen to everything, dude. So I, that's what's up, <laughs> dude. Check me out with the palm trees in the background. What up? Uh, I'm drunk. I'm no, clicking things out. We have to. Well, the, that's a two-way street. So I also want to know what's going on. Uh, okay. You know what happens? With, you know what happens with two-way streets? Oh, I thought, I thought it was another train <laughs> running into another train. God damn it! Well, that's still pretty. That cool, would have been incredible if you had brought that up that fast after I said that. <laughs> I mean, it's AI, yeah. dude. I still get. I still give you props for pulling it up that quick, dude. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was semi-incredible. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Love you guys so much, dude. I had a really good time with all of y'all. This is awesome. Thank you, guys. If I need to pay fucking uh, Muhammad Susamez to get me on the next one, if you could, I'll I'll, I'll pay him a thousand on it. Come on himself, and you you just shepherd him on, dude, and just be like, what up, dude? I'm here, too. Yeah. That's the Muhammad. We're we're coming for you, Muhammad. Muhammad's up next. Yes. We're doing a side quest. Side quest.